0: Coco Talk would like to thank some of our community members and sponsors. Check out the Coco VGA project at cocovga.com. Boyson Technologies at B O Y S O N Tech.com. Jim Brain and Retro Innovations can be found at go the number four retro.com. Cloud9 Technologies at cloud nine tech.com. Coco Talk is on the Coco TV channel on Roku, thanks to Roger Taylor. For a very cool project to turn an SD card into a ROM pack, check out sdpak.com. Get your own switcheroo and wallaby cable at cocoman.biz. Check out some coffee mugs, t shirts, and swag at our retro swag shop at 8bit256.com. For all things color computer, visit imacoconut.com. That's I M A, coconut.com. For all things Cocoa Talk, visit us on the web at CocoaTalk dot live. Let's not forget the Cocoa Crew at Crew dot org. Extructus Productions at E X T R U C T U S dot com, and certainly let's not forget the Cylon himself, Ed Snyder, the Zipster at the Zipster Zone, T H E Z I P P S T E R Zone.
1: And you missed out. Too hot for
2: TV. <laughs> Ready? Five, four, three two one from the heat of the san fernando valley from the air conditioned comfort of stage 37 the stars are all here you know how to play the game match across down or diagonal and you could win a monster. coco talk
3: is live from hollywood
4: Cocoa Talk is rocking the 8-bit world. Keeping the Tandy flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop. Cause Cocoa Talk is rocking the 8-bit world.
2: That everybody loves to hate and hates to love. Coco Talk is live on the air, live from Hollywood, California. How's it?
1: Hello, squares.
5: <laughs> hello, I'll hello. take
1: Nick Moreau to the block.
5: Yes, yes, yes. Hi, how are you? Oh, let me tell
6: you. I'm the round part <laughs> that don't fit in the square hole.
2: And, we'll, and we've learned a lot today. We've learned about uh, audio mixing and audio unmixing and learning your levels and setting things up the right way, and uh, bad humor, bad um, humor on a very, <laughs> and,
5: on a very special Coco Talk
2: lessons. A very were... special Coco Talk, and uh, and Retro Innovation says, Imagine a large dumpster engulfed in flames, the intense heat scars the sides of the dumpster but you can still make out the name on the side that says Coco Talk.
7: Like a Thank phoenix. you, Jim. <laughs> he has seen the show
8: before. Well, we've gotten and there in the end. We're actually, we have something happening, which is good.
2: We do have something happening. I'd like to say hi to our returning champion, Ron Dalvo. you haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. And Ron, how are you doing? The Timberman himself is here.
6: Pretty good. Uh, my dog just was outside of the, I'm in my observatory today and uh, the dog saw something or heard something and my wife, I finally got her on the phone. Come and get the dog. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hear. It was extremely loud. I was having difficulties like Coco Talk does. <laughs> <laughs> it's really
2: not that bad. No. If you're looking for difficulties, you've come to the right
6: place. I just hope I can keep it going. I have my little um, uh, Wi-Fi unit here. I'm out yards away from the home where eh, it's okay. Thanks.
2: Well, we're glad to have you back, Ron, and, and also we're glad to have the man who, who made ease of use a household name, Mr. L. Curtis Boyle.
7: How are you, Curtis? Hi. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks since uh, I've been on, you. Well, we didn't have a show that one week, but The last episode. It's good it's good to be back.
2: Good to have you back. And any any uh ease of use updates?
7: Uh I did get a little bit done. I've been basically cleaning up a bunch of the utilities. There's there were still about twenty or thirty uh utilities that were from an older version of of Nitrous Nine than the current release. So I've started replacing those and and just testing them out and stuff. And then of course, because I'm stupid, I started adding to them and modifying them and stuff too, instead of just copying them over. So there'll be some minor tweaks happening to those i'll be releasing those on the repository too once this is done but it's all part of the new beta 4 which should be out by the fest great
2: and uh our center square nick Marota. nick Marota. nick Marota.
5: hello hello how are you it's good to be here
2: good to have you on the show and uh what's been going on with you besides ukuleles and uh and cats
5: uh, I've been scouring Kijiji a little bit. Uh, Kijiji is a site here in Canada which is similar to like a Craigslist or whatever. And I've been scouring Kijiji looking for cocos. And I found one that I'm interested in possibly getting if it's still there. Because I got to get, ho- get back in this hobby, man.
7: Is it a Coco 3 you're looking at? Or? It's
5: a Coco 2, that one that I fa- originally found. I'm, okay. on, I'm on now. I don't know if it's still there. Man. But yes. Dude. I'd like to get a, like a Coco 3. Uh, optimally so but yes
2: well well great we'll keep us updated on that It'd be very cool to get uh, do you have any cocos currently
5: not currently i used to have a oh. two and a three and i loved them and stupidly got rid of them
2: all right so this will be a pretty significant moment <laughs> if you're able to get a new new color computer yeah uh mark mark b uh how are you doing you've uh survived the start of the show and are you prepared to to see us to the to the end
9: yeah I survived the pre-show and yep we'll be here till the end
2: <laughs> till the bitter end
9: till the bitter end till we put the fire <laughs>
2: out <laughs> and what, what have you been working on uh do you have uh, actual color computer physical hardware
9: yeah it's uh in the corner back there behind me under a towel um this week, my uh, primary monitor died, so got a backup up and running here.
2: But, so you uh, have a, a, a oh, second monitor for your cocoa or are you talking about your main computer?
9: My main computer. Yeah, the, this monitor here. So the dead one's on the floor back there. <laughs> Only lasted eighteen years.
2: Are you, uh, do you? Are you sure it's not repair repairable? Or are you the type to uh, take it apart?
9: Yeah, I've uh, I've had it apart a couple of times. Um, the uh, caps are good. This is a uh, uh, silicon failure uh, where uh, uh, it started started wigging out, and then uh, now we just have this uh, one inch wide white stripe down the front of it. So um, this is a controller failure. So I got to take it apart and pull all my good caps back out of it. Save them for something else. So, but yeah, so I hadn't turned the Cocoa on this week.
2: All right, and who else? Uh, With Jason, the Cocoa Man, right Kurt? Uh, How are you doing? Do you have, are you prepared for Cocoa Fest? Do you have new Australian named products that have been unannounced?
1: Nothing announced yet. I'm I'm still riding the laurels of the Wallaby RGB splitter cable and uh am I ready for cocoa fest not yet but uh, I've got a bunch I've got a bunch of cables here or uh, things that will become cables and' uh, all, all in pro- all in process here all in due time every time I try to uh, build up a uh, build up some uh, switcheroos and whatnot for cocoa fest I uh, I can't keep them in stock right now so uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's quite of a challenge but uh uh, we may have some other stuff down the pipe eventually, but right now, between between getting ready for Cocoa Fest and all the all the aspects of real life, I I've had no else.
2: Cool. Well, continuing in the the clockwise uh, format here, uh, the Madman Simon Jonathan is with us. Simon, are you? Uh, how are you doing? And uh, what
10: can you tell us about uh, what you've been up to? How am I doing? Well, I'll tell you what, it's about nine o'clock at night here, and I've actually been at a 70th birthday party since midday, so I've had a few beers in my skin, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is, that's what it is, but yeah, I'm I'm trying frantically to complete this demo for, for cocoa first, so I, I'm going to have to fly uh, from Denmark to Amsterdam and from Amsterdam to Detroit Metro. So that's about 13-hour flight all in on.
1: And, and please tell me you're not booked on WOW Air. No, <laughs> uh, Delta. <laughs> okay, good, because WOW Air, I think, folded last week.
10: <laughs> no, yeah, Stranded thousands. So, yeah, no, it's, it's uh, KLM from... Denmark to Holland and then it's Delta Airlines to to Detroit Metro. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So I'm not Very I'm cool. not one for flying. I'm not one for flying, but hey, if you guys are playing, i better go there.
7: <laughs> oh. Well, it's either that or swimming, you'd have to have left already, so
10: <laughs>
8: that's a big swim.
10: That's a long old way, isn't it? You know, from, yeah. <laughs> from Denmark to in much as Chicago, that's quite a way.
6: Hey, so. is it next year the uh, Titanic's going to sail? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
7: oh, and by sail you mean sink like a rock, right? That's a
10: well. <laughs> D- D- Curtis, please, please, please.
7: <laughs> yeah, you know, let's not
2: bring up the Titanic. It's it's too soon.
8: Bring <laughs> up the Titanic. They've tried that, haven't they? <laughs> Didn't they sail. <laughs> <laughs> pieces. Don't bring up pieces
2: of it. Don't
9: bring up
10: the Max Eight either.
2: Yeah, the Max 8. Well, that was a feature. You know, it was a self
7: self crashing plane. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> you need an yeah, MC ten yeah. to prop it up. That's what they need. <laughs> oh,
10: my and, God. I a, and But yeah, basically I've just been doing I've just been doing this demo. Um I've I've been having all number of people test it. I mean, Ron's tested a lot of my stuff. Yep. From, uh, and, himself, but, you know.
2: Remind us what the demo is because I forgot.
10: Uh, well, no. He sworn to secrecy. I can't tell you.
2: Oh, oh, C- oh, sorry. It's a surprise. That's why I it's forgot because
7: you never... Said I, I think it
8: was we was, could it, the it's a Cocoa 3 demo. I was still C- going C- C- to C- run that... T- Sorry, I was gonna still run that demo. I keep telling you I'm gonna do it and I still haven't had time to do it, so. <laughs>
10: yeah, don't run it, don't run it now. I told you, you swore to secrecy. I won't
8: tell anybody. It's, it's your secret is safe with me.
10: <laughs> so, but yes, it's basically a, it's basically a C64 Amiga style mega demo on a Coco3. And we're talking mega demo as in not just one single part, we're talking like 10 parts with musical disc loading all the, all the uh, trimmings.
7: A multimedia extravaganza. That's what I'm going to call it.
6: Yes. Perfect.
7: Either that or a complete failure. But doesn't <laughs> have a real-time clock.
3: Yeah.
2: we <laughs> better, better have a real-time clock. Uh, speaking of multimedia extravaganzas, David O'Connor is here with us, a man who has many devices and musical instruments and audio spectrum analyzers and Coco3s now with a me- mega mini multi-packs uh what have you been working on david how are you doing
8: um uh, pretty good here i'm uh, it's good to be back at this uh, earlier time slot too the later time slot was a bit of a struggle here for for uh, us nocturnals in australia um so yeah this uh, this come this past week i've been uh, I've been meaning to get this power supply that I've been working on for the big modular behind me up and running. I still haven't got it finished. It's been the longest power supply build in history. I think it's taken a month and a half to get the thing working. Uh, oh, it works! I just have, I just I had to transfer it from prototype to finished version. So, uh, but what I have done, I've ordered a couple of new modules and new oscillators for the uh, for the modular. Um, and I've purchased another synthesizer, Yamaha SY99, that I've wanted for 25 years. Um, All right. They should, they should be arriving this week. And uh, with the power supply finished for the modular this coming week, um, and hopefully with some of Ed's uh, Cocoa um, Composer software, up and running. I'm hoping to get something from him to to do some beta testing with. Um, I've got some plans of of uh, interfacing the Coco One and the Coco Three to the Modular, which I've been talking about on and off for the last few weeks. But I've actually got something formulated that I can uh, that I can get running immediately without even having to build uh, dedicated hardware just for the for the short term to test the the uh, the concept. So hopefully by next week, uh, I might have a demo running of that. Um, something to display. Okay.
2: And w- and, and what, David, what but,
7: yeah, go ahead. I was, I was just going to add, David, uh, since I kind of missed the last week or two, I'm um, just wondering how are, you, how are you enjoying the Cocoa 3 that you now have?
8: Coco 3 is fantastic. Yeah, I've, I've just downloaded the uh, – I've got the Getting Started and the Going Ahead manuals. I've got two copies of them for the Cocoa 1s that I've had since I've had the Cocoa 1 in the early 80s, and I posted on the Facebook group to find out whether there was a Cocoa 3 equivalent of that, and uh, – had some very good positive responses with some links to some PDFs. Um, so I've got some good reading material there now to get up to speed with the, with the extra functionality of the COCO3 and and take advantage of that with some some coding ideas I've got and software to write for this modular project. So, oh, you well, uh, uh, go next door and borrow next copy. Sorry, I had two questions over the top there. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: Was like, mine was not more of a joke. I just could you? I was just saying, could you? Wait, couldn't you just go borrow Nick's copy? Just go next door and borrow Nick's copy of the Coco Three Manual.
8: <laughs> yeah, just about. Just a, just a short walk across from one side to the other of the country. <laughs>
1: <laughs> two
8: minutes. thousand,
6: two and a half thousand kilometers or something, I think. So. <laughs> when I found out you nah. had a Model <laughs> One keyboard on that Model Three, there, it uh, caused me a migraine. <laughs> yeah. If you just look at it, it's just like something wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a
8: that's a very temporary thing because yeah. Uh, it's um, yeah. I, I uh, Bryza, um very graciously sent me that. It was without a keyboard, but he said if you can get a keyboard for it, you can have it. And it's got five hundred and twelve k of RAM. Um, and I had the uh, the only keyboard I had that had the right connector for it was the uh, the Chiclet one. So I put it in temporarily until I can either get a uh, a Cloud Nine. PS2 adapter or a uh, mechanical keyboard from Ed, uh, which I'm looking forward to. That, was that Brisa that sent you
10: that, mate? Yes.
8: Yes, yes, yeah. it was.
10: Yeah.
8: Brian's yep. a good guy. Yeah, it's yeah, fantastic. We've had some good chats on the phones in, over the last couple of weeks and talked yeah. about everything from from Coco3s to conspiracy theories to corrupt governments and all sorts of stuff yeah, in between. Exactly.
10: exactly. <laughs> He's a good bloke.
8: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh so yeah, that's uh, a couple of other small projects I've got on the way too is a uh, hardware instant reboot, cold start for the Cocoa One, uh, using MOSFET power transistors to switch the power rails after the power supply filter caps um, with a little button on it so you can press it and get like a, a one second instant reboot. Um, then I'll, I may be writing an article on that possibly for the, uh, for the Cocoa Magazine if I can get the thing, designed, if not for, uh, for the Rainbow Magazine if I can get that designed in time.
3: So.
11: You know about the uh, Alt Control Reset to do the so same thing.
8: Yeah, on Cocoa Three it works, um, but not for Cocoa One. No. Mm. So yeah, this is specific for Cocoa One. And uh, so, yeah.
2: Nick Morantes, your neighbour, is here. Uh, Nick, how are you doing?
11: Oh, not fun. too bad. Yeah. No, it's it's yeah. all right. But my, my, my neighbor, um, David's always playing music, making noise next door. Can't go to sleep. So. <laughs>
3: yeah.
11: Yeah, the yeah get up You line, live
6: right? so close. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. He
6: doesn't have a barking dog, does he? <laughs> <laughs> no, i got my. a meowing cat. Yeah.
11: <laughs> it's just a short plane you. ride. <laughs> I see you said you got a uh, SY 99, David.
8: Yeah, I've, I've had an SY-77 since 1991, and I wanted a 99 at the time, but it was like $7,500, and I couldn't afford it on apprenticeship wages. So uh, I finally uh, have an SY-99 on the way this week, uh, which should be here. So, yeah,
11: it's pretty I'm, exciting. I've got an SY-99.
6: Oh, wow. Oh, cool, had, cool. I had a B-17 flew, flew over not too long ago. So <laughs> What was it? <laughs> it's only so numbers I can think of. Oh. <laughs> we'll have to ex- exchange,
8: some, exchange some patches, Nick
11: um, Yeah, I haven't, I haven't used it in a while um, I mean, I don't know how to play It was my kids who, uh, who can play you know, I just, they grew up and moved on And I still got the keyboard Yeah,
8: okay Well, it was Yamaha's top of the range in the day it was.
11: and it's, it was. it's It's still
8: a, a keyboard that, you know that there's, there's unique things about that That you can't do with keyboards today it's still yeah. got a unique sound engine. It's, um, so yeah, it's
11: got three, so engines, right. it's very cool.
8: Yeah. 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 AFM, mm. AWM and RCM.
11: Yeah. Hmm.
8: And everyone's saying, what on earth are you guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> this is not cocoa talk. This is synthesizer mm-hmm. talk and we're supposed to be doing cocoa talk.
2: <laughs> well, as long as you're connecting it to cook to a cocoa eventually.
8: Um, yeah, absolutely.
2: That's actually started, one of the oh just, I was just gonna say one of the things I uh, looking for at Coco Fest is a MIDI uh, cartridge because I'd i like to connect mine. You know
10: sixty five eighty one. Sixty five eighty one in a cocoa. The infamous Which... the infamous SID chip. Oh that's the, the Sid oh,
3: chip, that's what you okay, want. Right. Yeah. 6581 yeah, okay, right.
10: Sixty five eighty one or eighty five. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The wicked.
8: Well, the uh, OPL three is uh, can cover the SID chip territory quite well. It can sound like a SID chip very, not, very effectively.
11: It can actually sound better.
8: Yeah. Well, it can sound a lot better, but it can also do the SID chip stuff too if people want to.
3: <laughs>
8: but yeah, I know what you mean. Having an actual real SID chip in there would be pretty cool.
2: And, uh, Mr. Nick Morentes, will we have a Gunstar update or core dump today?
11: Uh, no, I haven't been doing too much on the uh, Gunstar lately. I've, I've had a few medical issues in the last few weeks. Yeah. But, um, and I've, I've got a bit of a side, uh, I've been sidetracked to another project as well, which uh, hopefully will. Um, find its way back into gunstar anyway so that shouldn't be too bad but can't announce anything as yet but nothing to announce on gunstar
2: okay well last but certainly not least is a man that we all know uh...
12: oh i'm much happier breaking stuff
2: I believe uh, Mr. Sir David Ladd is here somewhere in the house.
12: Are you sure about that?
2: (laughs) Really? Really? (laughs)
12: Yes,
2: really. How are you,
12: David? Oh, just tired. What's up? Ladies
1: and gentlemen, Mr. David Ladd and his Turn Signal Orchestra.
12: (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm glad we had this talk.
12: (laughs) So nothing really new to report from my end. So
7: just glad to see
12: everybody still here.
7: (laughs) Wait waiting your next episode of Floppy Talk. That's what we're doing. (laughs)
2: <laughs> you will be at Cocoa Fest.
12: Yes, David. Um, I'm still hoping. So I'm planning. Well we'll see if everything comes together for me to actually make it. So it's definitely uh, maybe. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: well since we're on the subject of coco fest i think we should remind everybody to make the trek and we will i believe that a friend of ours has has made a song about it and it goes a little something like this the reading's growing stronger captain coming from a star system directly ahead Cocoa fest.
4: Make the trek to the place you belong, Illinois. Heron
13: Point.
4: Make the trek, Cocoa Fest. Cocoa Fest, May 4th and 5th, 2019, at Lombard,
13: Illinois. Make the trek. Touch the Heron. Fascinating.
8: Wish I could be there. It's a long way to swim. (laughs) Get ready to
11: touch the
1: heron.
12: I could make a comment on that one.
1: No, it's Heron Point. A bird is a heron, and they have a statue of a heron. They say, touch the heron, the statue.
8: Statue? No, that's me. Sorry. (laughs) That's bad. We believe you.
2: Well, anything else that people are are looking forward to at Coco Fest? I know I, I'm looking for for stuff, uh, MIDI cartridges. Uh, anyone looking to kind of complete their collection or um, kind of on the hunt for uh, for um, cartridges or anything?
6: Jim Jerry's going to have a contest for the MC10, I guess, huh? <laughs> oh,
1: no, is Jim Gary going to be there?
6: I don't think so, but he's going to try and. Somehow navigate through and get somebody to win something by typing in a program or something.
1: I'm 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 looking forward to the 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 baked goods. <laughs> I've already great. I've already made my order. I pre-ordered my baked goods for Cocoa Fest.
7: That's from Jim Brain's daughter for when she
6: does right
1: work. the uh, the Jim Brain retro 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 baked
6: goods. Are you going to be uh, broadcasting along with other people when you go with your cell phone?
3: Oh,
1: I think if I think if it makes a good gag, yeah, absolutely. I'll follow around Stevie streaming. That 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 was the joke that went on too long, but I
6: that was great last year.
1: <laughs>
5: no such thing as a joke going on too long.
1: Um, once I started, I was committed. I'm like, no, we'll just it just be a streamer back of Stevie's head or something walking around, but we're just going to go ahead and go with it.
3: <laughs> and it's out
1: there if any if anyone wants to experience it themselves it's uh it's on my it's on youtube
8: so coco fest is 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 two days or three days
7: two for the show floor the the, the friday yeah. night the vendors can start setting up a little bit ahead of time
8: yeah a okay bit. so like two and a half two and a bit yeah
7: for the public, it's two days.
8: Yeah,
7: okay. Welcome, Rick.
8: Happy anniversary,
13: Hello. Rick.
1: Thank you, you're too kind.
8: I <laughs> think Rick is muted. He... Thank you. Yeah, yes, you're too kind.
13: And thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you're too kind. Thank you thank you. Yes. Thank, you, thank you. thank you.
7: Thank you. How's your How basement doing was... there, Rick? Have, have you got it completely aired out now
13: or? Uh, pretty much, yeah. It's been raining. Uh, there's one room that gets a little bit damp. I got some towels down. Uh, but yeah, we're pretty much. I'm in my. I'm actually back in my workshop again, and it's not. It, it used to smell just absolutely terrible. And now it's that's okay. So, I'm back. <clears throat> you
7: been active on the cocoa and your cocoa pie again, or?
13: No. I haven't been doing anything. Um, I'm waiting for it to be spring. <laughs>
7: <laughs> Unfortunately, Mother Nature's a bit drunk. I'm not sure if she
8: knows when
13: Oh, spring. absolutely, yeah. Right.
8: We're supposed to be in autumn. You're coming into winter and it's like we're getting like ridiculously hot days and cyclones and all sorts of things here in Australia. It's kind of silly. Yeah. It's- so mid thirty-five yeah. degrees Celsius here in you know, coming into into winter It's like that's that's what's that one hundred and what's it ninety something degrees Fahrenheit or something?
7: About ninety-five.
8: Yeah. Is that what it's been like for you, Nick, or is it uh, you've been getting the craziness there
11: too? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a fairly warm day here. It's very uh, non non-win- non wintry, yeah.
6: Mm, mm. We're going to have 95 soon. A couple days.
11: A lot of hot air in the world, especially <laughs> on this show. Oh, sorry.
6: <laughs> Very true.
2: Well, Rick, I did see you. Uh, there was some chatter in the OmniStar Discord
13: at some point recently. Uh, yeah, not much of anything. I think mainly, mainly, I was just you know announcing my lack of progress. Oh, okay.
2: Well, you're keeping everyone update, updated
13: well, on the lack, I, I don't even remember what I put in there, really. <laughs>
7: okay. I know you were asking about uh, or trying to figure out exactly how to get all your games to reboot it back to your menu.
13: And I think it was Omnistar one of right. the ones that was a problem. Yeah, Omnistar is the one that's a problem. And I don't know. It's like uh, I, I reboot, you know, uh, basic. And then it goes to the... Uh, uh, what do you call it? The, the SDC Explorer? The SD, yeah. Uh, well, it goes back to, it reboots that, and then it goes back to the kiosk program that has the menu. And, but when it goes back to the Cocoa SDC, um, it isn't really in a good state. It gets back to the menu, and if you pick anything, it, it crashes. Uh, because if you... If you um, go to, you know, Omnistar and then you hit the break key and it goes back to the menu of all the games, if you hit break at that point, it's a basic program. And then if you do like a dir, you'll get an IO error. Uh... So I don't know what's going on there, but uh, nobody's really figured it out yet. So I'm thinking I'm going to have to get to Cocoa Fest and have, you know, and show it to some people and maybe they'll be able to figure out how to fix it.
7: And it works in every other game, so it sounds to me like maybe basic isn't getting initialized properly or something.
13: Yeah, it's like uh, okay. every other game is fine, so Omnistar must like leave something behind in page zero or something. You know, stray, it's like something stray, is not quite right. I, I, it makes uh, no
10: sense to me. Stray interrupt request or stray NMI. Right. That'd be, my, so, that'd be my take on it. First up, straight interrupt request somewhere that's not. So, I've, your...
13: so I've got um, the the kiosk program up right now. and I'm going to hit one and go to Omnistar. And then, oh, and then it's going to crash. Well, that's lovely. <laughs> Nothing like live demos. Yes. Uh, let me try that again. Oh, well. Okay, it crashes. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, let's try bomb fat. Oh, that comes up. So what if you do a
8: what if you what if you do a cold boot and try it again? It might be uh, something that's scrambled in memory.
13: Yeah, let's let's uh, power it down and start it over.
2: <clears throat> that's what we did earlier with the uh, Cocoa Talk.
3: Yeah. yeah, it works. It's <laughs> it
13: works? 60. Okay, so there we are, and I'll hit one, and it's stuck. So, okay, so something's wrong with Omnistar. I don't know what.
8: Maybe it's a scrambled disk image or something. You're running that off a STC, yeah?
13: Right. Well, I'm gonna re I just rebuilt it. So let's three finger salute here <laughs> and try it again
8: now Stevie's on nope. the chat
13: well that makes me very discouraged huh. uh, I wonder what I did Rick.
10: Well, let's put a break just send it to mm-hmm. me again All Right. send it to you yeah, okay, send, I could do that. Send it to me again, and we will we will make it work. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
13: So this is like I haven't touched it for about a month. Yeah. And just send it to you me. Know, and we'll, now I yeah. we'll I try to run it,
10: and it just crashes. So okay. <laughs> all yeah, right. Why's crashing? So just just yeah. uh, just drop me a PM on Facebook. Um. I'll I'll, I'll get I'll get it to you. I'll get okay.
13: the, I'll get the source and you know I'll get the source to you. Yeah, and then no
7: we'll figure no it out. Okay, very good, sir. Simon. You do realize that's going to take away some time from finishing your demo, right? <laughs> yes, I do. But sometimes,
10: <laughs> sometimes I need to clear my head. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> you, get, you need to get <laughs> in a different headspace to solve your own problem. I that happens to me too. Exactly. Even though it's six thousand eight hundred nine, you just need to get out of your own headspace. Yeah. <laughs> So, and, and that's, uh, I, I don't know, that's probably been my motivation along with all the stuff I've done, you know, it's like teaching people stuff and then I've got my own project stuff like that, all stuff I want to get done, but um, teaching someone else something will actually give you something back. So it's like, yeah, okay, wow, revelation. Yeah. Just because you took the time out to help someone else.
7: Yeah. Sometimes a good power nap does that too. That's what Stevie said.
6: <laughs> Is it Second wrong to pound. do that on the show?
3: Oh no, problem. <laughs> Stevie says <laughs> so it's good
8: to so see. Let's it. all to try it. Let's all try it at once. <laughs> Power yeah. nap. In three, two, one. <laughs> Stevie
2: says I good to see. I feel The Madman. It's good to see him on the show. And earlier in the, uh, in the pregame show, we had Robert Sieg, uh, Paul Fiscarelli, L. Curtis Boyle, Jim Brain, uh, reminding us of, uh, the dumpster fire, uh, Robert Sieg, Mark D. Overholzer, Nick Moroda, Jason Downs says, hi guys. Uh, sound is fine on Facebook. That's probably the only place it was working. And, uh, (laughs) Paul Fiscarelli and many, many more. Ken Reichert with uh, lots of commentary and humor. Uh, Ken Reichert says he'll take ALF in the center square for the win. And hello, Brian Weisler. He is asking what MIDI options were available for the COCO. And uh, some other folks can probably answer better than I, but I know there was a, I think something from Speech Systems um, there were about two or three different products
8: there were um, programs you could run you could run uh, MIDI directly from the BitBanger port as well from what I understand yes yeah, like, so you I've could create your own
2: but. you could create your own cable and I actually looked in Lira uh, the um, either I think it was Lira said they would have instructions at the back of the manual and for some reason it's not posted in the archive. So the, the back of the manual is missing. Um, I'd prefer to use the BitBanger port if I could avoid uh, getting a multi-pack.
7: Um, yeah, the, the, but, the, the MIDI or the serial port in the back basically have to drive it at 32 kilobaud or whatever the MIDI speed is. So there was drivers yeah. for both RS-DOS for Lyra um, and some separate software specifically for MIDI as well as Ultimus and a few others under uh, was my Nine that used the Bitbanger port, but that was playthrough only. The hardware packs allowed you to do MIDI, record stuff off your keyboard onto the Coco, and also allowed them through so you could hook up multiple synths in a chain. So you mm-hmm. have like more advanced options on the hardware cards, but if you just wanted to play stuff, then the Bitbanger works fine. Yeah, yeah.
8: Yeah, 31.25, I think, is the MIDI uh, Yeah, rate. sorry, I
7: said
2: 32, mm-hmm.
8: didn't I? Yeah, yeah close <laughs> enough. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So uh, there's no there's no current MIDI solution other than uh, designing your own cable. Um, perhaps one of our one of our hardware trolls can uh, can uh, come up with something. Yeah, Glenn's had
7: the MIDI pack out for a while, but I think they're sold out. If I remember,
2: that's right. That's right. Glenside had one.
7: Yeah, which was a clone of a previous one. I can't remember which, which version. Might have been Speech Systems.
8: All the uh, all the. Music synthesizer interface stuff, I'm working on the hardware there is all uh, analog um, control voltages and, and gate signals for for analog modular synthesizers, so I'm, I'm not really focusing on MIDI in that regard. Um, but if anybody else wants to use analog modular synthesizers with it, which are you know very much, um, especially in the Eurorack format, it's taken off big time, but some of us are still pushing the, the Moog format. Um, so there's a big market for that there too. And uh, if anybody with with who has Cocos and also has modular synthesizers, I'll have some stuff out there very you know very soon, things like I can get mine all up and running. But but um, not focusing on MIDI. So yeah.
7: if you do want MIDI, uh, I think the most active person in the Cocoa community right now is Bill Pierce. Um, he's actually been he took over Altamuse from Mike Knudsen uh, since Mike is pretty well retired kind of from the Cocoa world at this point. But Bill's been uh, keeping it up to date and uh, he's got some Nitrous images that have the drivers and stuff mm-hmm. built in for the serial port, and he's got players and stuff that you can actually play—you know, up to sixteen voice uh, MIDI files directly from the Cocoa, So let's play. Yeah, I chat. should
2: post that in the chat because uh, David, I think uh, I think you would get a kick out of all the the stuff that Bill Pierce has on his website.
8: Um, yeah, very cool. Yeah,
2: I will look for that.
8: No, I'm definitely keen to do some experiments with the Cocos with MIDI, for sure. Just, just because I'm not developing the MIDI hardware myself, it doesn't mean I'm not interested in it, I'm very interested. Yeah. So a, yeah. I, th-
7: I think as far as a, a MIDI sequence editor, like a, a music editor, I think is actually probably is the most advanced one we had, and Lear probably second. They were both mouse-driven, which made it easy to just plop your notes in, but it does take a while to enter in a score. Yeah.
2: Yeah, this brings up a, a good sub a subject that I wanted to ask you about, Curtis. Um, so uh, Bill Pierce had designed the last version of use to connect through DriveWire. And actually, uh, I believe he incorporated his his M shell, a GUI.
7: Yeah, which is well. actually so, based, based on Mike's uh, graphics engine that he used in Ultima. Oh, okay. And,
2: and it, it would update over the internet. Um, that would be something that I would think uh, as you go to Beta 4 and, and into future releases of of Nitrous 9 that perhaps that would be that yeah. would be a good uh, Bill Bill use. Noble's
7: already been talking about doing that uh, for okay. ease of use. Um, like like I mentioned before, we're trying to get all the core stuff done so that anybody that has a cocoa period can use that. And then we're going to start all the adding all the extra drivers. We'll be having at real time clock, sound cards, uh, drive wire support Which I mean, technically you can install right like, now. It's all there. Um, I just haven't, and Bill hasn't had enough time to, you know, get into it and test it and see if there's any improvements we can make. Better too. Uh, once the core stuff's done, that's where we'll, we'll be heading. about. Probably Bill will be doing more of the third party stuff. I think than I, I'm going to concentrate on, you know, upgrading base some more and maybe adding some new you know graphic functions and stuff like that. So we're trying to split that up as much as we can Very while cool. trying to live real life and have time for it.
2: Hey, hey, Rick, if you could mute. Uh, <laughs> that typing is uh, very aggressive. Okay. Sorry, I forgot all about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no problem. I can't mute people uh, on this version of of Zoom. So, um, yeah, so that would be very cool. Um, you could be able to push out, you know, updates. And and then and then if people don't want to use the drive or cable, maybe they can figure out once I figure out how to connect to Alan Huffman's modem um,
7: and do it over,
2: you know, Wi-Fi.
3: Yeah, and we'll still be uh, distributing Wi-Fi.
7: hard drive images too, so there's, yep. there's multiple ways to do it.
12: Yeah, I know that there's been a few people that have contacted me about some of the experiments that I've done with the uh, ESP and using drive wire through it. So it's a... Uh, mm-hmm it's it's been it's it's handy um curtis i don't think uh bills came over and helped you get those modules hooked up for you yet has he
7: no we've both been too busy unfortunately so it's uh it's, a, it's yeah. stupid, real life interfering with everything again yeah i know how that works real life just always- win the lottery and retire <laughs> I don't yeah. david um, you got a huge yeah. buzz coming through i think <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I've got am dod- not sure it was the cat.
8: I've got a do- I've got a yeah I've got a dodgy mic cable on my lapel mic I'll have to fix that during the week so <laughs> um, it seemed like there was a re- eh?
2: reaction between your microphone and your cat
8: yeah. he jumped up and he stood on the, the cable and pulled it and it did it yeah it went haywire so, yeah i thought yeah, your cat was... had his
7: own sensor button and we were you know, somehow offending him or so <laughs> was oh, I, can, I, can,
12: I was gonna say i can do that easily
7: <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I mean ease of use currently supports drive wire if you install the drivers um i know there's some stuff we have to kind of fiddle with because uh, the level three uh, upgrade, for example, is broke because of the way DriveWire has combined RBF and SCF mm-hmm. in one massive driver, which is totally breaks how Level 3 works. So I know Bill's been actively looking into that in between doing his ease-of-use boot file editor and stuff too. So, um, But if you have any DriveWire questions right now as far as to how to install it or get it set up on the current ease-of-use, I think probably David or Bill would be the best. I haven't fiddled mm-hmm. with DriveWire too much myself. So
2: yeah, yeah. Bill Pierce was helping me out with that, Um, but what do you you mean by level three being broken?
7: Level three was something Alan DeCock did back in the Nitrous 9 commercial days that uh, extended the system memory map. So it gave RBF its own 16K chunk and it gave SCF its own 60K chunk. And because those drivers never ran simultaneously through task switching, you could actually expand your system map from 64K to 80K, which gave you a lot more room to run more programs, run more windows, and and generally free up a lot of RAM. and that was working up until stuff like DriveWire and some stuff that's been done on Nitro9 since it was released to be public. That uh, it no longer works. And and Bill's been kind of working on and off on, on trying to get that fixed. But basically, DriveWire will have to be split into an RBF DriveWire chunk and an SCF DriveWire chunk for that to ultimately work with DriveWire at all, because mm-hmm. it breaks the whole model that that was based on. Okay. So that, that was oh, level
2: t- three, not to be confused with ease of use three. So.
7: No, and not to be confused with version three, which is the uh, upgrade that Kevin Darling and all the others did back in the late eighties.
1: And there's a song about that.
7: Yes. Sung by a
1: monk.
8: I have have
13: Omni star. Oh, good. So we're back up. So now can I, can I demonstrate my little problem here? Sure. Okay. So let's go. Here we are back in the uh uh you know uh kiosk program. So should this now be the I'm core dump? Hit, uh uh should, it could be, I suppose. Should we, uh, uh, be a great have... key.
7: Where? We can play some music for been... that.
2: Okay, you could do that. We'll make it official. All right.
7: Yeah and then <laughs> up the screen after
12: This is a
2: core dump. your host Rick Adams.
13: Okay so I went back to the kiosk program from OmniStar and then I just hit break and then I'm gonna go D I R and I O error. Now I'm gonna run it again and now I'm gonna hit the it'll just work now. So I have no idea what's going on there.
7: Something in basics, I'm not probably not getting initialized, maybe something direct page. Um, yeah. One quick hack, I mean, Tommy could be right, could be IRQ related too. Um, but mm-hmm. one quick thing you could try is okay. at the end of Omnistar when you exit it, is try clearing all the direct page to zeros maybe.
13: Oh, that's a thought. And, and see if that, try that
9: fixes anything. <laughs>
13: um, <laughs> I also kind of wondered if there was something I could do in Basic to straighten it out. Uh, yeah, I think it is doing a, a a PClear. Whoops, let me break out of here
7: and do this. Yeah, a PClear shouldn't or, cause an I/O error though. That's that's assigning yeah. graphics RAM, et cetera, So,
8: what about something yeah. like a DIM a DIM command or something like a, 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 you know clear memory for as if you're setting up for an array or something just to clear the memory out? something like that work? Yeah. For?
13: So we got like a P clear one, and uh, you know, and then we mount a drive, RGB with eighty sets and palettes, you know. So like, okay, so dim, uh, say like dim, you know, a dim A1, one thousand
8: or something like that, or
13: just dim a one or something, right?
8: Oh yeah, one thousand maybe. Or do you think?
13: Oh yeah. So, is that a curiosity,
7: for, Rick? Have you tried an on-air go-to or a um, Tron or something to see how far it's getting before it screws up?
13: Uh, that's a thought. Uh, Tron, right? Yeah. Yeah.
5: Drive could well, cause an IO error. That's the only line I think that could cause one.
7: So the curiosity well, I have is, it's an IO error, like a P clear. You can get an error because there is a bug in BASIC where, it's, if it's moving the BASIC program while it's running, it screws up the first time. The second time it runs fine. But I don't oh, recall causing an iWare in particular. The way to fix that was That's... you had to move the P clear to the end of the program, like do a go to 1000 or whatever, then do the P clear one, and then go to back to the start of the code. And that fixed that ooh. back in that day. <laughs> but I honestly don't remember it causing an mm-hmm. iWare specifically. It was some other.
3: Mm.
13: Yeah. Let's that get this be... iOware, So two, 240. So let, let's list 240. Debugging live. Aren't you excited, folks? Yes, Ooh. yes.
7: Thrills, chills, and spills.
5: I want to go back to history.
13: <laughs> and so that's you know. So it was waiting in a wait loop, and then when I hit one, it says, "Well, if it's one, then we're going to load M OmniStar, and that's no good." So you're saying, "Jump to the back." You know, yeah, jump move to your earth.
7: clear statement to the very last line of your code. Right. And then your first yep. line of your code becomes a go to that line and then right after the P clear, go to the second line of the code.
13: Right. I can try that. What were the other is- things we were talking about?
7: That's modifying Omni itself to clear all of direct page if, if
13: something in direct page. Right. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So there's two things to try. So I will try those and I will get back to you guys.
7: And your third option is just have Simon fix it. <laughs>
8: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you fix it in an instant, no doubt. That is,
10: <laughs> uh, it helps me. That's not a room. bad, uh,
13: that's not a bad idea.
7: But those are two quick things you can try because the basic one is just, you know you have to add it to three lines of code basically.
13: Right. Um,
7: clearing the yep. direct page, you'll have to reassemble I mean, your restart itself. but.
13: Oh, well that's not hard. So yeah, I also tried, uh, I tried enabling the MMU and then I like made it so that the, uh, the first memory segment was some, somewhere else. So basically, and I put it back just before quitting Omnistar, Um, and that didn't work. So, uh, and that was why, uh, you know, I took the code out for that, and I didn't completely take it out, and that was what was making it crash earlier. So I finally figured out what I had done and completely undid it, and and then it was fine. So let me, yeah, let me try those two things, and I'll get back to you.
7: Yeah, I I would try the P-Clear trick first, just because, like, normally when that, Absolutely. If occurred, it did not give an I/O error, but because the SDC Explorer makes things a little bit wonky compared to standard disk basic, maybe it is the same error.
8: Yeah. So. Then let uh, easy to try because you've already you already got the P clear. You just got to shift the position of it. So that's make yep. it easy. No
13: hmm. problem. We'll do.
8: And you could use a go sub statement for that too. Getting back to our uh, beginning conversation we had before we went live, go sub and. <laughs> Come back and subway shut, and you've got a, a RG error return without go sub. Sorry, I had to re- reiterate that joke, didn't I? <laughs> now, well,
7: everybody knows what they missed.
5: Yeah, that was tough. Yeah. <laughs> Never to be repeated.
7: And the
1: answer
5: was,
7: was watch the DVD extras from this episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, you miss, you did I miss a bad joke? No, you missed several bad jokes,
7: but
3: it's okay. Yeah.
8: You missed all of them.
7: <laughs> yeah. Well, if we asked Jim Brain, this whole show is a bad joke, so.
5: It, it <laughs> it'll be with so, episode 101 do we
2: want to take a, a commercial break and then maybe uh come back with some dragon news i i a few people were posting uh retro man caves dragon video i don't know are we are we allowed to play other uh, youtube videos i guess we could right
7: as long as there's no commercial music or anything in it, it should be fun
2: should be fine. And, uh, and then I don't know if uh, somebody, uh, I know we didn't arrange it ahead of time, Curtis, but if you have some, some news or Facebook stuff um, or some, I I haven't
7: had a chance to look. I've been out all day. (laughs) (laughs) I could make some up.
2: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I could direct you to a few things that I posted. Um, We could (laughs) could talk, we could talk about uh, modems and stuff. Uh, But why don't we go to commercial and we'll see you in, We'll see you in a little bit. How about uh, before Nick falls asleep, how about we have a little bit of uh, OS 9 forever?
7: Hi, it's Chris Boyle, part of the uh, Cocoa Talk crew of people.
6: Hey, everybody. This is Bill Noble, co-author of Nitrous 9. You are listening to Cocoa Talk
10: Live, the leading live Coco Talk show.
4: Good day, mates. This is Nick Marionettes, author of such color computer titles as Donut Disaster, Rupert Rhymes, and Rockstar Pilot. And I am here today to tell you about the world's most fabulous operating system, OS9. OS9 and its current incarnation Nitrous 9 is the most advanced operating system ever created. And what makes it so good? Ease of use! I find OS 9 so incredibly intuitive that I haven't once cracked open the user manual, and yet I've been able to create such incredible games faster than the time it takes to sing Walsing Matilda. Using OS 9, I expect my next game, Funstar, will be done this weekend and distributed exclusively on ROM cartridge. OS 9 forever! Any resemblance to actual events, to persons
13: living or dead, is purely coincidental. Radio Shack has a great gift idea for the whole family. Fast action TV games, and they're on sale. Get this six game model for $29.95, or the four game model for $21.95. With rising entertainment costs, it's a real bargain. You play hockey, tennis, squash, and more. Easy to hook up and great family fun that lasts all year long. The sale price TV games only
1: a radio shack a candy company we now return you to Coco Talk
2: and oops and thank you speech <laughs> stand back
5: if you don't need a screwdriver to hook it up to your TV I'm not interested <laughs>
1: I have one of those somewhere
8: a TV set or a screwdriver
1: Actually, both, but the, the uh, TV games with the light gun. I have I have one of those somewhere.
5: Telstar, or was it Telstar? Is that what it was called? Uh,
1: the Radio Shack TV games, the one that was just in that oh. in that ad there. I have that actual one somewhere. Give the four in
7: one or the six in one with the gun? No, the six in one with the gun.
2: It's a real bargain. Well, with rising entertainment
7: costs, Jason. Yeah. Yes, yes.
1: Rising, rising. Yes, yeah, because you know Netflix just raised their price. So that's rising
7: entertainment.
3: <laughs> yeah, you can have a
7: permanent six-in-one game system for the price of two months of Netflix with 4K. So. <laughs> All right, so that's a that's a that's a bargain
8: there. Netflix at 4K. That'll run on an MC10, won't it?
7: <laughs> yeah, Netflix 4K. <laughs> On your MC10. It, run in, it It plays movies in semi graphics six, which is a little odd, but yeah.
3: <laughs>
5: go go home, pong, and chill. Yeah. <laughs> semi
2: MC10 semi graphics uh, the uh, graphics that make uh, ANSI look high resolution. Mm-hmm. Oh. Spoke
5: Woke the baby. <laughs>
7: So you said you had some news articles that you'd found? Because like I said, yeah. I never had chance to get anything. Yeah, so why don't we, I'm fully uh, willing to discuss them.
2: Well, I gave you seconds to prepare, Curtis.
7: Yeah, it's more than <laughs> Steve normally gives me. So that's, that was good. Gives you many seconds. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> you've had a whole commercial break there, Curtis. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: You had, uh, you know, OS 9 forever.
7: I was going to quickly write Front Star 2, but I just didn't quite have enough time.
2: Um, well, does you can you can pull up Retro Man Cave right on your YouTube desktop somewhere? It's a it should be his most recent video if you do YouTube Retro Man Cave. Uh, I'm afraid to do anything with my computer lest I break the whole show.
5: Um, Good call.
8: Yep.
2: Yeah. So I'm not I'm not touching nothing here.
8: Yeah, we're running well now. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> retro
7: man cave, like one word or multiple words or
2: retro man cave, one word.
8: okay
2: In the YouTube, you'll see Welsh Dragon Computer. It's it's two days ago video. Thirty one thousand views, which is only uh thirty one thousand more than uh, Coco Talk uh, usually. Mm, mine's
7: giving like links, <laughs> Amiga, Minitel, Backstation. I don't see Dragon in. I, oh, I
2: can post it. I'll just post. RMC it, post is support.
7: Yeah.
8: Oops. Oh, that sounded like it was backwards.
2: It's
1: upside down.
8: (laughs) See you, support. All
2: right, I'll post it in uh, Facebook. Uh, Or I'm sorry, I'll post it on the YouTube.
5: The YouTube.
13: Out there on the the internet's. Well, I tried two, both those things, and nothing worked. Yeah. (laughs) Glad to be of such help. Let's, yeah, well, Ooh. it's a good good try. Uh, you want really to hate my code for for clearing uh, code zero. It's not terribly efficient.
7: Yeah, it's if it's a one time deal, it doesn't really matter. <laughs>
13: yeah, that's about right. You can be as sloppy as you want, but yeah, that should do it. So, uh, heck, who knows? So, Simon, might right. Be, right. it
7: might be an IRQ, like a timer RQ or an MI, or something
13: straight that's not getting oh. shuttled. Yeah, hmm. Yeah, I do have a, let's see. We got a, we're turning off the interrupts. Uh, yeah, of course I could do that earlier. So, well, got me. I'll probably, it'll probably get fixed at Cocoa Fest.
7: Or in Simon's basement.
13: Yeah, that's a thought. If he
7: has a basement, I have no idea.
1: You it simply- that sounds like a new segment. Simon's Mulkey. Basement.
10: Mulkey. <laughs> Mulkey. Yeah, yeah, there absolutely. we go.
5: Well, David's, basement. David's Basement.
1: Better yet, Simon's Cellar.
5: <laughs> oh, <laughs> there you go. That,
3: that,
10: that, And washing machines and stuff like that. And boilers.
1: <laughs>
10: well, that, that just re- adds to re- the
1: ambiance. <laughs> and cat toilets.
2: <laughs> so, cellar makes me think of wine. Uh basement makes me think of uh, kidnapping. So I would yes. go with uh,
7: And wine thing makes me think of Stevie's door trying to get past level one, but.
5: Wee, wee, wee. He's not here to defend himself.
7: Well, that's the perfect
5: opportunity.
9: <laughs> yeah, I'll put the link to that uh, video if you want me to
7: post that.
2: Yeah, if you want to post it, you can skip ahead to, to two minute 41. I think that's where he starts to show some visuals.
7: Um, yeah, we're not going to play the whole thing, though. I'm, I'm assuming we're just going to kind of summarize it.
2: No, just skim, just skim through it. Just, uh, maybe... I, I don't
7: have time to watch it right now, and I haven't seen it before, so you'll have to kind of. Yeah, I haven't, look, I haven't look looked at it, it, but
2: I've, I've seen a lot of his videos. He did an, a whole restoration on a trs 80 model one, um, which I encourage everybody to watch.
7: So, is this what he's doing? He's fixing a dragon that's
2: broke or something? Or um, this one is just a uh, part one of a series i guess where he's going to talk about the dragon computer in general and what it was all about and how it came to be and it looks like he's going over the the ports
7: um yeah because i've just been skimming ahead and he's got like a, a multimeter on it and stuff so i don't know if he's trying to fix it or if he's just showing what oh i i, I stand spots.
2: corrected sorry his trashed treasure is always a um a restoration so oh, yes. okay you were
9: correct. He's trying to fix it. It's actually got a uh, bad power supply to start with.
2: So, um, so yeah, we could we could just show a couple of the visuals for a few, you know, a few seconds. Um, I don't know how to make you. Uh, I think you'd have to share your screen. Do I have to stop sharing something?
9: I think you have to stop sharing your screen. So, uh, Curtis, can share.
2: Well, I stopped sharing system sound. Oh, that's a good start. Does that work or do I want to keep sharing system sound?
1: No, I think you want to stop sharing system sound. Stop sharing system sound, right? Yeah. All right. You
2: try to. uh... Mark, go ahead and try to share
1: your screen.
9: Oh, okay.
1: Uh, Yeah, you're not getting off the hook that easily.
3: (laughs)
9: If that'll work. Oh, there we go. Uh,
2: So I had You can keep it muted. I mean, uh, well, I guess you could play a little bit of it.
5: It had a real keyboard.
7: Uh, The fledgling computer industry here in the UK, an industry the likes of Sir Clive Sinclair and other homegrown computer talents are enjoying great success in. Having decided they wanted to enter the market, they needed to come up with a machine. And then I think later on, and when you look inside,
9: he actually tries using to those The at the time were these small analog stuff. Who knows if that's copyright or not? Uh, but then he actually tr- tries to troubleshoot it. Um, he's finding he's got some bad regulators.
2: Who has a dragon in this group?
10: I do. Son. I did, but I swapped it for a cocoa free. Did David you Ladd, have you have, have one? Am I glad I have a cocoa free? Yes, I am. Oh, David, <laughs> Ladd, David Ladd, David lad has
2: to go. Um oh, okay. did Simon, did you have one originally when it when it came
10: out? Uh no. I didn't. I didn't. The first computer I had was a uh, Korean cocoa
3: 2. Yeah. Okay.
1: There's okay. something I'd like to add to my collection, but maybe I'll find one at Coco Fest, but I doubt it. Those things seem to be, the Tano Dragon seem to be a, a hard one to find.
10: Yeah, I, th- I think the Korean cocoa 2s uh, weren't, very big in in the US either. You know the ones with the um, T1 gene
2: I believe my
10: Coco Two was Korean, but I
6: I
2: only remember remember my sixteen K. But I did have a sixty four K for a period of time as well.
3: Okay.
6: Um, I, I couldn't find I the. Look. I couldn't I couldn't find the uh, second version of this where he. Fixes it maybe or whatever. Well he hasn't produced it yet.
7: Yeah, the second
11: part's not out yet, I don't think, from when I was looking there. So the dragon had a switch mode power supply or is there an external transformer brick with that as well?
9: That looks not a like trans- a- yeah, not a transformer and then just a linear power supply inside.
8: Yeah. It looks I was gonna say that that um, transistor on the heatsink and the, and the layout just Filter caps yeah. and diodes. There was nothing switching in that. That was just no, a
11: linear. No, battery. no. So there is a there is a brick, a power supply brick to uh, plug in as well. Is there externally?
8: Yeah. Well, that had the transformer.
11: External. Yeah. 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 Transformer.
8: Yeah, it was obviously, obviously an AC output from the transformer because that board had the rectifier diodes built onto it.
11: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just it's a, it's such a such a big box, and yet you've still got to have an external brick power supply. I mean, that mm. could have fitted the power supply all inside the one box like the cocoa does.
8: Yeah, good point.
11: Yeah, he shows yeah. it
9: in the, in the early part of the video. I think he shows the transformer.
11: All oh, right.
7: I'm assuming they did that due to heat that they made it external. Maybe there was overheating the chips too much or something.
11: Well, Coco does it fine. Yeah. yeah.
1: I have a I, I have a Korean cocoa too. It says it's made in Korea. I don't Is there any other requirements for it to be Korean?
11: Uh, you Depends look, on is the it, layout uh, are the keys slanted. Is it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, okay. I, I almost thought that was a serious question for a moment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the
9: modu- the modulator is a different uh orientation and they use different RAM than the uh US Cocoa. Yeah, there's only
10: two RAM chips, they're 4464. So, 45. yeah,
7: and it has the double header like the Cocoa 3512 upgrade to put in a satellite board with the A4164 chips yeah. if you wanted to. I don't, I don't, Yeah,
1: I don't know. I think this one's been to...
7: modified for
1: composite. This is actually, this is actually the Coco 2 that the best I can come up with it, I acquired it at PenFest because I, I saw pictures of it. I'm like, this is the same one, but. Uh,
9: I think that's the older version. Take the Look keyboard out. Look at
10: the RAM there. Jason, take the keyboard out and show me the board.
8: Is it the North Korean or the South Korean version?
10: <laughs> ah, is it before or oh, after Kim? Yeah, there's <laughs>
6: your. This cocoa is made in Korea. Yeah,
10: that's got like that's got like a massive RAM chip. It's got like eight RAM chips on it, so it's yeah, it's got the older one, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's the older one because the, the 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 most recent ones had only two RAM chips. They were two like 4416, so four bit four bit by sixteen K or two. Forty four sixty fours.
9: Ah, and then they had little headers on either side for a retrofit to hold the eight, eight sixty-fours uh, if it needed to. Yeah, yeah, you could do that as well.
1: Yeah, and
10: most
9: <laughs> this had...
1: doesn't have anything like that, obviously.
10: Yeah, most of them yeah. had the um, T1 VDG, which is actually called XC something or other. Is uh, that
1: the one that would do the lowercase? Yeah.
10: Yes. Okay. T1, yeah,
1: lowercase,
6: yeah. inverse
7: video, uh, full border, etc. Like
10: yeah. That. That's what this way, one is behind me. The way you can test that easily, the way you can test that is, is type in a zero. You type a zero, you get just get a normal zero, you get a zero with stripe for it. The one with stripe for it is the uh, T one Vidigene.
8: Oh interesting.
10: Yeah,
8: yeah. There there's a couple of
7: pokes too you can do to see what the lowercase and stuff looks like too. So. Uh.
10: So I'm actually surprised they didn't um, integrate that stuff into BASIC. I mean, the one thing they did do when they introduced the T1 VDG was to nuke uh, SG-6. Uh. SG-6 went out the window, and the other thing was um, uh, the the two extra orange colors, colors in CSS-1. They just disappeared.
7: Oh. Well, the thing is, basic was modified to handle upper/lowercase, but that was on the deluxe Coco that used the T1 VDG that never came out.
3: You can get a uh,
8: get a a Coco uh, VGA, and then you've got it on a standard uh, six eight four seven.
7: Yeah, yeah. Actually, on the Coco VGA, you can swap between the two character sets, so you can have a T1 compatible or the old style. The one other thing they did is they moved some of the character cells, like what what parts were there. So some of the stuff that used semi-graphics tricks using text characters.
10: Yeah, it's moved by by one or two lines. It's moved by one or two lines.
7: Yeah, on (laughs) protectors too, the little guy waving his hands looks totally screwed up on a T1 VDG because now the things it's trying to grab to make the high-res graphics is is not there in the right spots.
9: Yeah, Um, Some of the magazines had uh, uh, had articles where you could... uh, uh, switch between standard and the lowercase uh, sets. I think they had a—you a, could just flip one of the pins, uh, um, you know, change one of the pins or out of gate, and you could uh, select between both sets.
7: Yeah, like the old reverse video switches they used to have for the older VDGs too, where you could just flip a switch and it would instantly yeah. invert the video. Yeah.
2: And Ron, what are you showing us? Here? Here's a
6: zero with a slash in it. Oh, uh, T1. Two, yeah. one, Yeah. So also, cool. it's a real-time clock running. <laughs>
3: so, <okay. laughs> I've got a- I'm just t- rubbing it in, Ron. Yes.
6: Uh, both, <laughs> on both in one.
2: No wonder Ron was on time today. He was early. He had that real-time <laughs> clock.
8: Yep. Um, Simon, they qu- the four, four, six, fours are basically four, t- four pages of four, one, six, four. Is that right? Or...
9: Yeah, instead of one by sixty-four, they were four by sixty-four.
8: Yeah, yeah. So they were bigger,
9: a little bigger package.
7: Simon, you're muted, by the way.
3: Yep. Right. Yeah. And... It wasn't
10: me. <laughs> I didn't do it. Nobody saw me do it. Can't prove anything. No, did not uh... <laughs> I just posted a. I just posted a link in the chat. If anyone wants to play that. <laughs> Uh, a very small part of my cocoa Free demo. I'll let you see that much.
8: Oh, here we go.
2: Mark, uh, do you want to be our resident uh, screen, screen share? Yeah. Um,
9: okay, I can try. Let me get the chat
7: here. It's a Zoom chat. So, Simon, is this like the, the beginning of the demo or is it a chunk
10: of the middle or? Oh, no, it's it's after the beginning. It's after the beginning, let me say that much. Okay.
2: <laughs> Simon, this me... is a public facing link that I can put in a YouTube chat? Uh,
10: yeah, that's fine, that's fine. Okay, just making sure. Okay. It's not uh, a public uh, link, but I make it public, but that, oh, okay. little, that just... little bit is fine. Okay. Uh,
9: so someone needs to unshare so I can share.
10: I am stopping my share. It's all you, Mark. Okay. So I, I think Ron Delvaux is probably itching his fingers to show you the rest of it that he's <laughs> wanting to see. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
6: All right. Let me,
9: let me hit the you go. sound right. on the Simon? Or? Yes. Okay. I've got the sound turned on and hit go. Can you all see that? Yep. Yep.
8: Yep. yep. It's good to hear.
10: There's no sound on that. Uh, Is it supposed to be sound, right? Yeah. Probably turn up the YouTube videos. I can hear it's the sound. sound. Okay. Huh. So it's just me.
7: Might be not sharing it through uh, Zoom. Let
3: well, yeah. me
2: see if I can figure that out. Can you share your system sound? If you go to share and then advance and then advanced.
10: So of course, this is lagging, like, I don't know what, because we're sharing this, but when it runs on a real cocoa it's completely different.
7: And and the black horizontal lines in there, I Simon, mean, is that just because you're doing a skip scan line thing on
10: the emulator or yes. is that what it actually is? It's a skip scan line because what's actually happening is i'm plotting the whole screen i'm just masking it out okay um the image itself is probably 4k something like that it's being shown on a larger screen it's taking it uh, a word at a time uh, um plotting it out and it's it's doing sine cosine lookup into a uh, color table
3: I think I found
9: the share button.
1: I think the real question is, when are we getting the uh, Nick Moroda ukulele version of that song?
10: (laughs) I
7: don't know if you heard me earlier, but I was going to ask you, um, the music there, that's an original composition by a friend of yours, if I remember correctly.
10: Yes, a uh, good friend from uh, America. Is that uh,
8: that via single-bit sound or via the six-bit deck? or?
10: Uh, no, that's that, that is uh, that is six bit sound. That's just two voices, it's only two voices, and it's inherent uh, sawtooth.
8: Yeah, it's very cool.
10: I mean, you should hear it properly. I, send I will you, <laughs> I send you a, 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 a file that you should actually hear because it's inherent sawtooth, and you can make it sound like well, a lot of stuff. And we actually use um an XM tracker to, to compose in, you know, like stuff like uh, OpenMPT? Yep, yep. So oh, an cool. XM tracker and I have conversion software to convert one, two, three, four voices, whatever.
8: Yeah, that's cool, it's nice work, so very nice
10: work. No, no sound chip. That's... No sound chip at all. Um, and no. to tell the truth, uh, now, right now, That was an early version of it. Um, I'm taking maybe 35% CPU to play two voices and load from disc and display demo and all the gubbins. You'll see it at Cocoa Fist.
8: i I'm gonna load that up after the show on on my Cocoa 3 and have a play around.
10: Yeah, Um, I'll tell you what, if you wanna hear it proper, I can send you the XM file. Okay, just just uh, write me a PM on on, on bookface. All good. Yep, yep, yep. We'll do. Cool. And that that graphics is that uh, six hundred and forty
2: resolution? Uh,
10: no, that's actually very very. That's actually very very small. I, I'm not about to fire up my code right now because I, I I can't talk to you and look at something at the same time. I'm not good at concentrating on two things at once. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm very. I'm very hyper-focused. It comes with being Asperger. <laughs> that's what it I is. I can relate.
8: Totally relate to that. <laughs> um, Probably but,
10: 128 um, or 160, I'm guessing, right? It's, it's 160. Okay. It's 160. Yeah. Um, really a lot of graphics here are, are using smaller resolutions because of, for the whole demo, because of uh, space constraints. Because it's painful to have to load like 28k or 32k just for a picture. You know, that's very painful, but I'm also using uh, compression techniques. Um, and here I'm using uh, Kieran Sexy, the author of XBRAW. I'm using his DZIP routine. Um, so I can take like a 256 by 225 picture that's normally 28k 32k and shrink it down to about nine so I can fit it in one and a half tracks or to load it in one and a half tracks
8: that's a significant reduction
10: yes it is it is it's, it's kind of If if you don't know uh, 60s DZIP routine, you should really look it up because it's kind of a hybrid between um, I don't know LZ and and uh, just normal RLE, you know, run length encoding. It's kind Mm -hmm. of a hybrid. And level ZIP is what you're talking about for LZ. Exactly. Yes, it is. It is pretty. it's pretty much based around LZ, and the decompressor itself is like, uh, it's it's not oh, even. He
7: calls to. it DZIP. Is it actually based on any of the ZIP algorithms? Because there's like four yeah. or five, depending which version of ZIP you're using. But
10: yeah, I, 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 he calls it DZIP, but it's mostly based around limple ziv Okay,
3: but not so Lempel-Ziv Welsh.
8: <laughs> that's uncompressing on the fly, yeah. It would have to be if it's. In, as it's running, or does it uncompress into RAM? And then no,
3: I
10: uncompress it, I uncompress it. Um, I load it uh, maybe 5k a file, 10k a file. Um, and I uncompress it in memory. Um, and DZIP works like such, you only need a little bit of headroom to be able to overwrite stuff, if you know. What I mean, you just have to go yep, yep. a little bit behind it, just keep up. It's like chasing the beam. Yep, yep so yeah all these kind of all these kind of funky things Uh, what i'm planning to do at coco fest um, is actually release the source code for the whole demo just to give you an idea of all the stuff that's involved in it because i've got a lot of high level stuff i've got a lot of vb scripts that make lookup tables that do various uh, palette animations, all kinds of stuff. And it's just, OK, what techniques can we use to produce a really, really wicked presentation on a COCO3?
6: Now, Simon, I have a um, 128K COCO3, and I, I only have um, that. And I was wondering, will I be able to see that on my COCO3? The and whole
10: demo is. <laughs> that's the that's the thing. I have targeted the base hardware. The whole demo is surrounding a 128 K3 bog standard. Cool. With a 5.25 yeah. floppy, and that's it. Right? Because don't get me started on SDCs. Don't get me started on 512K. Don't get me started on 6309s. Because I won't stop. <laughs> <laughs> it'll just take some time it took like
7: 10 years to get nick you know to finally use a 609. Yeah,
3: yeah wait
6: wait uh won't it make a, a better show if we do get you started
10: <laughs> yes but that'll be next time that'll be next time, time. point counterpoint,
5: counterpoint
10: right <laughs> so but yeah yeah you yeah. i mean I could show you. I could show you so many things, but I just don't want to spoil it for you. Right. <clears throat> I test stuff for him, so you know. I kind of said that in, in
6: jest because, you know, he'll give me a, a thing to try, and, and he'll go try it on that one, try it on the crazy one, try it on the normal one, and then try it on the 128. So I'll do that and send him videos, and uh, and then he goes back and fixes something or does something else and sends it back. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of fun.
10: Uh, yeah, we've had, we've had a few good laughs with that one, haven't we? Oh yeah. It's like, boom, I blew up.
6: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes, sometimes, I prefer to call
7: those screensavers when I do it in Nitrous 9. So
6: Yeah, sometimes <laughs> when it doesn't work, I show him and he goes, ah, ah, and then he's got like five or ten lines of text where he's uh, expressing craziness. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
8: Yeah, uh, I must. I must apologise there too, Simon. I don't want you to get the idea that I'm uh, not enthusiastic about your demo. I've just had some crazy like uh, this week and last week has just been absolutely crazy here. So uh, I haven't yeah, even had time I'm to. to I haven't I'm even had time fun. to finish building my power supply yet. So. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's,
3: no. Um, no. no I'm,
10: I'm. I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, actually, I've been. I've had a really nasty week at work because I'm doing some stuff. Is like, it's got like. Um, you know, uh, what is it? Microsoft Dynamics. You know, AX. It's got AX lookup tables and stuff like this. And I'm, like, no, you're not giving me the right bloody data. So I cannot tell you the, I cannot tell you the invoice number. You're not giving me the right bloody data. You know, I'm just scratching my head all week about that. <laughs> it's like the customer. Yeah, I want this. I want that. I want the other. Well, excuse me. If you don't give me the right data, I can't give you that. Mm-hmm. So, Coco for me is a bit of an outlet from everyday. Oh, I, I, usually, I program .NET or you know, like JavaScript or VBScript or uh, all stuff high-level HTML turd.
3: Okay. <laughs> <all> <laughs> you know. Makes
10: I sense.
8: Makes like sixty-eight nine stuff so much more enjoyable, eh? Hey? <laughs> uh,
10: yeah, I t- it, I, 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 at the end of the day, you, you're thinking, okay, I program HTML, I program JavaScript, I do this AJAX, all that kind of crap on a daily basis. And when I get home, do I just want to zonk out on my sofa and do nothing? It, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people would, but but if I do that, I I just die because I need to be active all the time. Otherwise, I go stir crazy. Get cabin <laughs> you know so. so so when you're
6: programming this other stuff you don't have to worry about memory size or anything right you just yeah. when, when you come to the um, cocoa you're like oh no for
10: the cocoa cocoa is a challenge coco, it's always a challenge you know it's always a challenge and that's what's the fun thing about it
8: yeah totally agree seeing what you can do. That's why I still like the Coco 1. So I mean, I've got the Coco 3 here, which I'm really starting, you know, I'm, I'm really going to dig into and learn all the extra stuff that it can do. But there's still a charm about trying to get the maximum I can get out of the Cocoa 1. And that's yeah. where, where I do, when I do this interface stuff with the modular, I really want to push it as far as I can, like tight timing-wise and everything, and run live sequencing off the thing with analog control voltage outputs and everything and see if I can get the whole thing doing, working tightly in real time. And that's, I I, I totally get you on the challenge. It's something that we thrive on.
10: Yeah, to me that is, that is, uh, that's, it's probably going to sound totally wacky, but that is beauty in itself. Mm, mm. It's like, okay, we've got this limited hardware, someone else, someone else made this little tiny box and no, I'm sorry, there is no box, you know, <laughs> inside my brain, you know, <laughs> the box is dictated by society and I will not be dictated to. So there is no box. Yep.
8: Yep. <laughs> there is no spoon. <laughs> <We're going to laughs>
9: <Matrix>. So programming <laughs> in the cocoa keeps your feet on the ground, right?
7: Yes, it does. Yeah. It, it cleanses the palate, literally, because I do that too, because I, I program for my job too. And it's not in you know, the standard Cocos type stuff, but something about programming to the metal where you're not worried about, I'm calling some APIs that some other guy made 10 years ago or whatever. And I've no yeah, idea what i yeah. doing type yeah. thing, but you know, actually, you know, literally everything that's going on. So
8: yeah, you're writing the whole lot from the ground up.
10: Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. And you're pushing, I mean, you're trying to say, okay, fine. I'll try this and I'll get this logo doing the blah, blah, blah thingy and, Jesus, it's slow, it's really slow. Okay, what can I push here? What can I push there? What can I unwind without mm. unwinding the whole lot to make it feel 64K? Because then it would run like a bloody me, you know? Um But yeah, what can I do to push a limit kind of thing? Mm. And the thing is, you're pretty successful at it. <laughs> Yeah, but I haven't, always, yeah. I haven't always been Coco, you know, I mean, my Coco was my very first computer. Um my dad bought it for me for Christmas back in maybe eighty three, eighty four, Um, And I played with that for a couple of years. And that was in the UK. I originally come from the UK. And I moved to Denmark in 1986. And I took it with me. Um, Took the cocoa with me. We always used to play. I mean, we used to play all the games. You know, like uh, the old Cuthbert in space or uh, King Tut or Electron stuff like that. We used to play them games, and uh, yeah, it was a good childhood. Um, but then I got involved in uh, the C sixty four for a few years with a couple of guys, and I mean, I did demos on a C sixty four. I was always like, well, okay. Yes, I loved that, and I moved on from the C64 I briefly touched the Amiga, and I mean very briefly, and then I moved on to uh, 82, 86, 83, 86, while I was studying computer science. Um, and then I just dropped out of the demo scene for ages because it was work, 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 and I became interested in cars, Done this, I've done that. I came interested in model airplanes, and all of a sudden, you've got a turnabout, things come around. So, okay, my son is back in well, when I first showed him the C64 five or six years ago, he's like 11 or 12. Um, and it's like, yep, yeah, I'll show you something cool. So, I dug out a C64, and he goes, Oh, that's good connect that at 1541, shoved in all the discs, playing Rambo, playing Commando, all this stuff. And he's like, oh, that's really cool. Um, and I says, I'll show you something cool now. So I got right in the back of the attic and I dug out the Coco 2. And I just loaded up tapes from the Coco 2. All the tapes still work. I loaded them up. And as soon as I turned on that machine, like, 30 years after the fact. It's like, Hmm. I've learned a lot of shit in 30 years, so now I'm going to push this. Now I'm really going to push this thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So, everything goes in a circle. You know, be that fashion, be that whatever, everything goes in a circle.
8: It's pretty, I, I, I know I've said it a number of times on the show, but it's just, I I hear you on that too. It's really cool just that that there's this community here, like, you know, some of us are are, are, a part of that community and, and people like, you know, Brendan Donaghy and Ed Snyder and, and, you know, others developing all this hardware for, for our gear now as well. And, and then when we, we start to, to network with each other and someone gets an idea and someone else says, oh, I've done something with hardware that might work with this. And someone says, I've got a software idea here and, and we can pull our resources together. And someone says, oh, yeah, you, you want to you, you, you build a circuit? I can do the I can print the circuit boards for you or something like that. And it's mm-hmm. all of a sudden we've got all these resources that we could only dream of in the 80s. That's, yeah, it's just fantastic.
10: And that is, so, that is so good. You know, that is so good.
6: just opens up so many doors
10: yes it does yes
6: it does and my mother the other day asked me uh she she goes uh, all right you've been doing this cocoa stuff she goes uh how did you get all this stuff I mean all of a sudden you have all this stuff I said, well it was in my garage and she goes <laughs> well where did you get it and I go oh I've had it so some of it I've had some of it I've, you know gotten but she goes I I just uh, all of a sudden you have all this stuff, and I just wondered how how you got it. You know,
8: fell <laughs> mm-hmm. off the back More, of a truck. Yeah, most
6: of us
3: <laughs>
8: <laughs> came we out of a dumpster that was on. We set fire to the dumpster afterwards. We got the stuff
6: out of it first. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I've I've also got telescopes. You know, about the same as the cocoa stuff. So, you know, she knows how I got the you know, the telescopes and that, but, uh, you know, using both together, which is something I did, uh, last week, I set up my cocoa and a uh, model 1000 and, uh, put, um, uh, software on it showing the planetarium programs and I had my telescope set up. It was a dark sky thing. Uh. And I was able to merge both, uh, my hobbies together. So yeah, that was fun. cool. Yeah. It
8: was good. seeing was photos. You know, seeing the, so your, your COCO1 set up there as well. Yeah.
6: I forgot the cable to the monitor. I couldn't turn uh, it. Oops. But, yeah, but it was there. You know, people got to see. Uh, a lot of people were just as interested in the computers. They would come to me and want to talk about the scope a little bit. And then, well, what are these? You know, hey, those yeah. are Radio Shack. Well, Radio Shack's gone, isn't it? And I go, well, I just bought this shirt there. No. So. <laughs> Yeah, there's a t shirt shop now. Yeah. And, <laughs> and batteries. Once you buy the shirt, they start sending you ads for batteries. Cub zinc batteries. Well, and they
1: still have their network of independent dealers if you're willing to. Uh, most of them are in the uh, country, though.
5: Yeah. Just like the last Blockbuster, you're the last Radio Shack.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, one of, the, one of the Radio Shack dealers I, I hadn't visited before they I like, oh, this isn't too far. It wouldn't be too bad of a drive. If I go out there, they're going out of business. The owner is retiring. Uh-oh. Maybe you could take over
2: his, uh, his franchise.
1: I think it's beyond that. It's, um, I think he's down to selling the uh, fixtures and stuff now. But uh, I, I learned oh. about it too late.
6: In the All Things uh, Radio Shack group, there's a uh, Radio Shack that um, left they closed from the building they were in and they were able to reorganize and move right back in and the sign never came down. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so
2: you, uh, Simon's, Simon's got some more uh, floppies. And, it's like uh, he
8: has a
10: few. 25s.
2: And you got an MC-10 oh. that's, I guess, uh, supporting the floppies?
10: Uh, uh, no, but I'd love to. And they're the proper floppy
6: floppies
8: too, not the 3.2
6: yeah. files hey J- jason where where was your cocoa made or your your uh, mc10
1: Ah, oh, good question let's take a look here it was
6: mine says korea north korea
1: yeah,
6: north
1: korea um yeah <laughs> hey, and it actually tells me what kind of voltage i need on the bottom i guess i could have just looked at the bottom of this thing
6: yeah and th- this a, uh... a
1: product of korea there it is
6: and this was made in canada
1: Ah, I okay. don't have one of those. I'm I'm limited, to, I'm limited to 4K, so unfortunately that limits me to just a very small collection or part of the Jim Gary collection and uh, <laughs> so I can get more <laughs> RAM for it.
8: It's a very big screen though, 4K. Mm-hmm. No, that's uh, 4K. I'll get, I'll get my code again. Of those. again. again.
10: <laughs> don't have one of those.
8: What's that, a parallel? Yeah. Oh, no. What's, what is that? That's uh, a uh,
6: 20K
7: RAM upgrade. Where is yours
6: from,
10: uh, Simon? I will read it on the bottom. Uh, uh, Custom manufactured in Korea for Radio Shack, a division of Tandy Corporation. How about your entire MC10
7: run was made in Korea, wasn't it? Wasn't that their first brand of
5: manufacturing?
6: How about your expansion pack? Custom manufactured in Korea.
5: Oh, I thought oh. Ronson's MC10 was made in Canada. What was made? In no,
6: Canada? my rom, rom, the rom pack. Oh, okay. The uh, memory upgrade.
10: There's Wait. something
1: else I can look for at Cocoa Fest. This is an MC10 expansion pack? I think I'll have just about as lu- much luck as buying a dragon.
10: Courtesy of Kim. <laughs>
7: well, you do have the MCX. You can order too. So.
1: Oh yes, yeah, so, you know. Oh, the that's the Ed Snyder one, right?
7: Yeah, I think.
10: Yeah, I think it was made by Darren Atkinson, actually.
1: No, but I think Ed is that's the one that Ed produced us then. Yeah, I Ed think. The
7: it's the same, it same as the SDC. I mean, Darren designed
10: that too, and, and right, right.
7: Factors them so.
10: So, but yes, I, I this is actually uh this this is not a European MC10 because they did actually make a PAL version. This is a this is a US version um sent to me by a another very good Coco friend uh, Wayne Michael. Um and he sent it to me. He sent it to me just to send it to me because he's like, Well, you can do a lot more on this than I can. Can you even use it then? Yes, I, I have um I I mounted one of Ed NIDA's um uh composite thingy bobs. You could see the Oh okay, the composite yeah okay. That would that uh, would make yeah. a
1: world of difference.
6: Yeah. Yeah, this one's made in Fort Worth.
8: Oh well, so they made them in Korea, and Canada, and, tech- oh, and
6: USA. Nope, this is Korea. Okay.
10: So, but yeah, I, I I did actually make a, I did actually make a few MC10 demos, and I'm I'm, I'm I'll probably go back to it at some point. Because we well, made
6: one for last year, remember?
10: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to off, something, wasn't it? Just to piss off uh, Steve Bjork, yeah.
6: Yeah, oh, I remember.
10: I well, I remember
1: uh, Ron running that demo and said you had sent yeah. it over.
10: Yeah, and Mister Bill just walked past it like,
6: mmm, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. I Ain't I got nothing. it right from my phone from him live, and we ran it.
10: It's like, uh, uh, no, that does, no, that kind of shit doesn't happen. Well, welcome to Mad Lab. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good little machine uh, and I wish, as much as Tandy stuffed up on this one, because they also did stuff up on this one, and they stuffed up on the cocoa 2, they should have taken a little bit from this and a little bit from that. They should have taken the timer from this and stuck on the cocoa 2. Um, what do you mean, sh- timer? What do you mean? This uh, the MC ten has got a a programmable timer. The Coco two does not. And if the Coco two had a programmable timer, it would be so much better.
8: When you say programmable timer, you mean like something like a a dedicated hardware?
10: A dedicated hardware. Interrupt-driven
7: timer, basically, like the Coco three has for like driving sound, for example. Exactly.
3: Okay. Okay.
10: And, and the MC-10 has got a timer. Um, but the bad thing they did with the MC-10 was not connect the last address line for the VDG. So even though you expanded it, you could not get a P-Mode full screen
3: mm-hmm.
10: because only seven out of eight, eight address lines were connected. So the top half of the screen will be repeated at the bottom half of the screen. It's like a stupid oversight. What? Why did why did Tandy do that? Because it
8: was originally designed
10: as 4K.
8: Oh, okay, okay.
7: Yeah, basically you were limited to any of the 3K and under modes. So like a P mode three can't do it. P mode four can't do it. Um, Well, hold on. I shouldn't say can't do it.
3: You can't do it.
8: (laughs) There
10: we go.
1: Professional show, everyone.
10: (laughs) And the other thing would be like, well, yes, they didn't connect the last address line of the VDG. Fine. But why the heck did they not connect one of the sync lines to something? You know, like V sync or H sync to something. No, it's not connected. So I'm going to go out and listen. It's, it's all saving. just interlaced, processor video, processor video, processor video. So you can't get a, a fixed hold on it without user input. Hmm. I'm going to say it was a, to save money. Is this a limitation
6: of the ROM or actual hardware on the motherboard?
10: It's saving money. It's saving a few cents. Yep.
1: That's usually always the short answer to why did Tandy do that.
11: Yeah, pretty yeah much. there you go. Yeah, yeah. I think it was marketed as a little computer for the kids to learn programming on. I, I don't think it was really meant to be anything more than that.
1: Okay. I don't think so either. It's, 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 it's okay. It's, I, I can, I can um, appreciate what it is. I mean, but it's not very good. But it's, it's okay. It's a neat little toy. Have I messed with it a lot? No, because I only have 4K and it's not that great. And I'd rather play with a Cocoa, But it's a neat little accent piece to my Cocoa collection.
3: Hmm. Yeah, Sandy, was, I
7: think, basically wanted to compete with the Sinclair ZX8081, yep. not knowing that that market was going to crash fairly quickly when they were designing the MC-10. So by the time it came out, I mean, the, the Sinclairs were already jumping up to the spectrum and stuff. So the ZX8081 market was already dying by the time it came out.
10: But is it really a gimmick? You know, it was probably designed as a gimmick, but is it really a gimmick? Because you've, you've got a 68 o three microcontroller in it, and sixty eight o three has been used a lot of places, you know, and
7: i don't know I don't think it was a gimmick, I think it was aimed at a market that Tandy did not realize at the time was about to end and and as usual, Tandy you know a little too little
10: too late type thing hey, so
6: guess what sixty three oh eight or sixty eight o three in here,
10: yeah. And there's a free yeah, in, in a lot of automotive applications as well.
11: What's, six, well the tandy, the tandy CGP plot of Plotter Print, I think has a
7: 6803.
6: What's yeah, that and the you CGP got there? 220 a 6809. What what's is there? that you got there, Ron? And I have uh um it's an X10 TRS80 color computer plug-in power controller, and I'm turning a light on and off with it
8: oh that's okay that's the networking thing
6: yeah, yeah okay x10 yep here's an x10 module you got
8: that recently didn't you
6: yeah i got the mm. module. i've had the unit for a long time and i have a uh, a module that doesn't work I, I found two at uh goodwill for uh a buck 99 a piece <laughs> <laughs> anyway so i that's... programmed this and it uh you can you know go ahead and uh Bypass the computer, or you can program it to. I have it programmed to come on in the evening, and go off in the evening all by itself. And you can make it so that um, it doesn't always go off at the same time. You can have it go off a few minutes earlier, a few minutes later. You know, in what's called security mode. It's got, it's got a real. Cool. It's got a real time clock. Yes, it has a real time clock. <laughs> it does,
10: inside. I have something else here. It's not Tandy, uh, but I need to experiment with it at some point in time. Um, and you're probably going to shun me for it, but there you go. Oh,
11: yeah. Hey, oh. Electron.
10: Oh, wow. Haven't heard. Yeah, haven't, got one of those.
8: Haven't heard about one of those for years.
10: Yeah. I've got to play with that at some point in time. I mean, it's got the same CPU as the 64, the, the 6502. And this... Funky thing. Uh, they also made mistakes like like Tandy did with the MC10 or whatever. Because a lot of the last games on this is like, well, all around the game screen is crud. And why is there crud all around the game screen? Because that's your code, you know. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I heard that has the same VDG as our machine.
10: Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, I haven't I haven't really played with it that much yet, but I, I bought it I bought it on off chance just because it's a quirk. Hmm.
8: Is anybody here running Cloud Nine PS2 keyboards on any of their cocos? No. Hmm. I don't, I
3: mean,
2: my my Coco keyboards are. Pretty new. Um, one one was uh, new new old stock. So I and I have a kind of an ergonomic setup uh, where I, um, yeah, I'm 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 okay with using the Coco keyboard.
8: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm curious about whether the uh, you had the PS2 USB to PS2, so you could use a USB three cord keyboard on a PS2 uh, computer. I'm wondering whether the Cloud Nine will work with that. Whether you could use—I know certain USB keyboards wouldn't work with the PS2 adapters, but some would. And I'm just wondering if the ones that would work on a PC would also work with the Cloud Nine. Maybe it's something to ask them, I suppose.
2: Yeah, you, know, you might have to—you might have to test that. Um, for me, it feels too much like an, em, an emulator to me, and, and I'll have to figure out how to map all the keys. And, and that's why I'd rather use the Coco keyboard. But,
8: um, mm. but I know you
2: have—you have you a. Have, uh, a different problem with your Coco Three, so you're looking for any keyboard.
8: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have F keys at all. <laughs> I've got put <to> <laughs> yeah. on it, so. <laughs> make it.
2: Very hard for you to run Twilight Terminal or or, or OS Nine or a lot of things use the
7: F one keys. Yeah, and all yeah. the control on OS Nine in particular are used constantly. So yeah. Now, yeah. if you have a Cocoa 1, 2 keyboard that has the right connector on it, like an HGL or one of those ones that does have the extra function keys, those do map to the same keys as the Cocoa 3 has. And though I think HGL, for example, labeled them F1 through F4 and, you know, they might not correspond exactly by label, but they would still work to do the extra
8: so function. function. Yeah. Okay. One yeah, thing that, I do.
2: If we are talking about
10: why did, why did Tandy do that, why did Tandy do that? Why did they do this?
3: Oh dear! Right. Why did they oh,
8: that? speech sound pack? Why? What? Why did <laughs> so, they
3: so, buy, so that yeah. we could
8: play so we could play practical jokes on people ringing up, you know, with yeah. the phone calls and getting the. Oh, the no, no, no. It
10: is oh god! Why <laughs> did they stick a pig chip in front of the bloody ay? They, they wanted you
2: to buy a multi pack
3: and
10: a, and a. Yes, but why did they stick a pig chip in front of the ay? I can understand they stuck a picture in front of the SPO, but not the AY. Because every register, you've got one address, so you have to say, OK, I want that register in direct mode, and you have to poll it. You have to poll it. OK, you busy, you busy, you busy. No, I'm not busy. OK, here's your data. All right, I want the next register. You busy, you busy, busy. Here's your data. No, just no. Do not do that to an AI
7: chip. I should mention here, Jim Brain uh, piped up in the chat here, considering USB keyboards. He says if the USB keyboard works with a passive PS2 adapter on a PC, it should work with the Cloud Nine adapter.
8: Ah, oh, perfect. That was my question. But okay. what he does Good mention,
7: one. as you mentioned before too, that not all USB keyboards will work. They need a PS2 callback.
8: Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Am I? Uh, my Coco 3 in the background there. This is the uh, this is my Coco 2, the uh, Coco 1, sorry, that's that the uh, that the chiclet keyboard came out of. So it's keyboardless at the moment, and that's got a Coco VGA in it. So uh, I want to get that one back up and and running again. You can see there in the back there's the uh, Coco VGA, and that's 64K, it's extended color basic and everything. And um, I've got a uh, model 4 case on the way. Um, I think I posted something you might've seen the post I made on Facebook about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, um, I was originally toying with the idea of putting the Coco three in that, but then I thought, no, I, I've only got one Coco three here and I want to keep that one in the original case. I've got three cocoa ones. So I figured I'll put one of the, I'll put this one graph, this one into the cocoa, uh, in sorry, into the model four case and, uh, so it's another one I need a keyboard for, and I figured if we're going to do that, I, I could, I might as well go for the the Cloud Nine option and, and make use of the extra space in the Model Four keyboard area.
10: Mm. Is your Coco Free a uh, proper PAL version or is it an
8: NTSC? It's a PAL version, so it's got a right. decent composite output. So
10: it's, that's
8: running composite, running a composite output in the background there onto a
11: Sony broadcast monitor.
10: Yeah. So, what about yours, Nick? Is that PAL or is that?
11: Uh, I have a PAL one and an NTSC one. Now, what
10: do you develop on the NTSC one? Right, because mine is a bit of a bastard. It, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a bit of a bastard because <laughs> it's an NTSC um, where someone has taken like a Coco Two transformer. Oh,
11: and- um, uh, so is mine actually? Yeah, uh, so I'm running an NTSC one, but I've got a uh, a Coco well a pal coco three transformer in it i just swapped them over and it, it all works
10: yeah so you're actually running a bit of a a bastard yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah i'm going uh, to otherwise...
7: technical terms this episode this is awesome <laughs>
1: <laughs> well basically
11: didn't you and john uh switch swap motherboards or something um Not with John. I I picked this up off someone else who was selling just the motherboard and I put it into a a PAL case and it
10: all works. Because I I think uh, I've not not ever tried the RGB output on mine. Uh, I've only ever used composite output. It's like, oh, my God. Oh, God, that's terrible. Yeah, it is terrible because you've got an NTSC machine and you're running 50 hertz. At
8: 220 volts, yeah. Um, that shouldn't make any difference, it, it doesn't make a, a
10: difference, though, yeah.
11: Because yeah. the yeah, power it supply itself is
8: you're not getting any clock signals from the power supply. The no,
11: no, you're is, not. The,
10: so the video Ooh. is
11: still 60 hertz, it's all the, just like a, a normal NTSC one,
10: yeah. yeah. I, 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 what comes out of mine, what comes out of mine looks like turd. Sorry. Uh, it well, well, the NTSC, NTSC composite, is
11: composite is is turned. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another
8: so, technical uh, oh, so, I'd, yeah. I'd heard I'd heard all these reports from everybody when you know when I got the Coco Three here, and I, everyone was saying how horrible that the composite output looked. And I plugged the composite output in mine into composite monitor. I thought that looks pretty good. I oh, thought, Pal,
11: PAL's power's different. Uh, yeah, yeah, Pal, yeah. That's yeah. what I, that's Pal what has I heard. Power's got in the, the
10: proper. Bottom. Yeah, it's got a proper decoding board from the RGB. From the rgb so, yeah yeah does that board does that board actually supply um the extra 50 lines the, the extra what sorry the what 50, 50 scan lines
11: uh, no no it, it it takes the uh the rgb output from the gimme and converts it to composite um because you know, know, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, um, it probably CSA's does. Got, yeah, it probably does. It's well, it's, it's, it's,
10: yeah, it's, it's, it's a PAL. St- yeah. yeah, and the PAL's got
11: 312. Um, yeah, and on, on a PAL, yeah. on a PAL, so it's got a PAL, PAL, PAL encoder chip on this board. Yeah. yeah,
8: yeah, it is proper. It's, it's 625 interlaced. It's, yeah, yeah in, But in, does in, it, in two-
10: does, it, does it also honor, does it also honor the, uh, the, um horizontal interrupt. Uh seems to, yeah. Cause um on a on a NTSC cocoa two you've got like I know I know um, David's gonna disagree with me, but you've got two hundred and sixty two scan lines because it's you've got two hundred sixty two scan lines each half frame, let's put it that way. Yeah for each
8: field you do, yeah that's right. Yeah
10: exactly, yeah. exactly. And on PAL, yeah. we've got 312. Yep. Um, and the PAL will so- actually honor the H sync signal for uh, the 312 scan lines. Uh, but this is where the Dragon is a bit funky. Because the Dragon 32 will honor all the scan lines, but the Dragon 64 will not. Dragon 64 just has a delay circuit after the 262.
8: Oh, so it's only one
10: field? Um, No, it's two fields, but it just has a delay circuit for the extra 50 scan lines on PAL. So So if you're doing an
7: NTSC style one and then just doing a delay to eat up the PAL lines.
8: Yes. So basically, basically duplicating,
10: it's line doubling sort of thing. So if you're trying to make, uh, say, music based on a horizontal scan, which I'd done with the Coco 2 demo with the vectors and stuff like that, um, a Dragon 64, it will play it fine until it gets the line to 262 and you have a big fat delay and it goes <laughs>
8: Charming, <laughs> that would have been frustrating when you first discovered it. <laughs> yes,
3: <laughs> very
10: frustrating. <laughs> so yeah, but that's, oh, that's funny, isn't it? That is really fun. <laughs> It's funny
8: you're discussing the the pedantics of, of fields versus frames versus scan line, You know, <laughs> you know, you're, you're, what you're saying is, is uh, I get what you're saying about the 320, uh, the, the 312, and all the rest of it. Technically, it, it, it's 625 and 525, but that's talking about full uh, full frames, which is divided into two fields of that, and they're interlaced with each other. So we're both saying the same thing, really, but just in uh, in, um,
10: in a different ways. You're way. saying in technical terms. I'm saying layman's terms.
8: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's actually my qualifications as a as a um, radio tradesman, TV repairman. That's what I. That's what I'm officially qualified as. So. Okay,
10: so uh, so you're the next person I'm going to hit up when I or when I need some info about colours and shit like that.
8: Yeah, well, <laughs> phase alternating lines and you know all that nonsense. It's, that's that's. Yeah, had to study all that stuff. Now that's gone all out the window because no one uses it anymore, but that's what happens.
10: Well, we use, it. we use it when we when we start pushing colors on demos and stuff like that. We use it.
8: Yeah. Yeah, well, we're still using it in the cocoa world, obviously, because we're still running composite outputs.
10: So. Now we're getting to C-cam. Mm. <laughs> yeah, cam Pycam. Oh, yeah, Next different on words. Video Standard Talk.
8: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs>
3: uh, hey, I, I,
2: I, kept kept asking the question, and I, and I, and I know it's uh, the two hundred fifty six colors that come out of the color computer, I and mean, composite NTSC, which aren't real colors, and, um, but but it is it is there, and and a system was developed by Sundog Systems called Graph Express, um, yeah, Jeff during the, yep, uh, did anyone you did sundog or anyone else use that program to develop any software
7: aside from the demos built in there i don't believe so there was some confusion i actually talked to glenn delgren about this years and years later um because the way the manual is worded is that you had to get permission from them to include the engine if you wanted to sell any Mm -hmm. and they would you know make royalties or whatever is how it was worded and how i understood it (laughs) so it sounded like you had to basically pay a license for every copy you Sold of your own program that was using their engine. Now, when I talked to Glenn much, much later, way after he's out of the cocoa market, I was asking like that probably kind of hurt it because, you know, you, you immediately got this upfront cost making your own game is you have to pay those license. And he said, "Well, no, we would have given it away free for most people," <laughs> and uh, but that was never made clear. So, I mean, it, if, if we'd known that at the time, I think it would have been used more often. But I think a lot of people kind of balked at you know having to to pay extra just to include the engine to be able to do it
2: well it it does exist and it's on the archive if uh, you know i don't think you get you get very good yeah there's the other problem
7: with with that particular program though with graph express is that it eats a fair bit of memory itself like it takes away a lot from what your basic program could be doing you're left with like maybe 16k and I know a few people that did try it later, you know, pulling it off the archive have said you start getting into writing your game or whatever it is. And then you suddenly run out of Ram for basic. So your basic program is limited to like 14 K or 16 K or something like that. And then, cause you have all this overhead for the engine. And we start adding like the multi-voice music support and everything else. By the time you fill in all these strings and stuff, you're pretty well out of Ram. So you have to like chain load and preload stuff like preload. You get put buffers and run another BASIC program to preload your sound buffers and, run another base program to actually run your game. So a lot of people just haven't bothered trying to get all that accomplished.
11: Ooh, but the thing is, it's it, it's composite NTSC, so it's going to be blurry as. So it, 256 colors may be okay for doing a picture, but, yeah, you start writing an application or a game, you know, you're, everything on the anything small on the screen, it's going to be a big blurry mess. <laughs> it, it's just terrible. A colorful blurry mess, but... Well colorful, that's right. <laughs> but but yeah, it's just not sharp graphics. If it doesn't work under RGB, um, well
10: I personally am not interested. It's only good for it's only good for static pictures and stuff yeah, like that. Exactly, Yeah, exactly.
11: For static great pictures, he's a
10: picture viewer, and I think John Linville's done some stuff with that. Yeah. Um, as soon just as, for that.
3: Doing,
10: as soon as you start doing motion, uh, you're gonna well it's not gonna stay true because you'll shift it yeah. Yeah, one, yeah, it's
11: it, it's not really a very good mode. Yeah, com- colours
8: jumping all over the place then. Yeah.
10: Mm. But PAL, PAL, you can artifact in a different way. And I think David will yeah. give me because PAL, um that corrects on a scan line basis. It corrects on a yeah, it revert, reverses the phase basis. on each line. Yeah. Yeah. So if you put colours of equal luma on each. Scan line, you'll create a new colour. If you put a red and a blue, you get a purple.
8: Mm. And if you do it small, if you've got borders with things um, next to each other, you get a, a zigzag pattern between it, and it's, it's very—it's um, a very what, what's the word for it? Twinkly mm-hmm.
11: jittery. Um, um, is that the ma- Moiré effect, or whatever they call it?
8: Yeah, Moiré effect. Yeah, Moiré, that's, it.
11: that's it. Yeah,
8: yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
11: Yeah, more right, yeah,
8: and the reason for that is because each each individual line uh, they swap they reverse the phase of it, um, yeah. and that that's one of that's one of the reasons why NTSC colours uh, can sometimes um, not be so accurate, especially with broadcast with, with TV standard when you when you're broadcasting long distances and you get reflections and stuff, um, the phase of the colour signal shifts whereas with, um, because it's the same on each line, whereas with PAL, it reverses the phase of each line. And because it's reversing the phase and then reversing it back and reversing it and reversing it back, you get a cancellation of the error, and it ends yeah. up with much more accurate colours.
11: Which is what PAL stands for. Yeah, phase-alternation. Phase
1: yeah. 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 Well, yeah. and PAL was del- was designed much later than NTSC, and it fixed all the problems with NTSC, but...
11: Yeah, that's not right. all of them, but... Yeah, most. Most of <laughs> yeah. them. That, yeah, that's, why, that's why PAL
1: sets don't have a tint knob like the no. NTSC sets have to. but
8: it was also of the, later. Yeah, but some the, of the pal, you, some of the early the PAL sets like, actually do have a, a tint control. The Sanyo ones, um, around 1975, 76, vintage, when PAL TVs first came out, they actually did have tint
10: controls, but they weren't needed. But you've got somewhere like Brazil, which is a mix between two of them, You've got 262 lines and you've got artifacts both ways because it's PAL, but with like NTSC timing.
8: Yeah, 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 60 hertz and all sorts of crazy stuff and 3.58 um, color burst signal instead of 4 point, what is it, yeah. Four point four yeah. point three something. four point five 4.5 something, um, yeah.
10: Yeah, we need to have a color discussion.
8: <laughs> yeah. There we go, we've got some Star Trek in the background there.
10: Yeah.
3: The,
10: the original
8: series.
6: BMP file.
3: And That's cool. Brian,
2: Brian, the music man, has joined us. Good day, mate.
8: Hey, Brian. <laughs> hey, how's it going? as they might say in Germany. <laughs> Not that any of us are from Germany, but. <laughs>
10: <laughs> uh, I could say a common, which is dangerous. <laughs> <Well, laughs>
8: your uh, audio is a little low there, uh, Brian. Yeah, you're What's pretty low? quiet, Brian. What's low? Audio. Brian's audio is a little low. Brian, the I'm music I'm man. I'm on
11: the road. I'm actually in the hotel. So I'm you're the just floor. using a
8: laptop mic then? or?
11: Huh?
8: Are you just using a laptop mic?
11: Yeah. I'd have
8: to adjust the microphone as off. Yeah, yeah. Maybe pull the gain up a little bit on Zoom or something.
7: Also, we had a comment in the chat from Paul Thayer um, talking about Graphic Express. I guess he was experimenting with it quite a bit, and he said it leaves you less than 8K for a program to run. Oh,
8: far out. Wow. He's
7: tried quite a few things with it, but it's kind of limited on size.
2: Can you use one of those other programs and like Frank, you know, the ones that let you do more memory on basic and like Frankenstein them all together. So you could use, you know, up to 512 K or.
7: Well, some of the stuff that graphics does is outside of the system app, but it's the actual interface. It's not really a language because it's not extension to basic like say ADOS or something was, it's actually a set of machine language routines you call with a text string that says what command you want to run. So that thing actually loads within the 32K RAM that the basics normally, your basic programs are normally running and It doesn't put it off somewhere else. And I think that's the main limitation of it. So if you could write, you could write a small game in it, I guess.
8: An <laughs> <That> MC-10 game.
11: <laughs> is my audio a little bit better now?
8: A little bit. It's, yeah, it's a little bit, little bit hotter, which is good.
7: Okay, cool. A little bit. But uh, I just have Brian, to lean right into your laptop there and speak right into the mic. I don't know. <laughs> 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 you want me
1: to get like, so close that you see my
3: teeth? <laughs> <laughs> that's better. Oh, yeah. audio. I just missed yeah,
7: there and your sound will be fine. No, I'm just kidding.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: mm. Brian, will we see you at Cocoa Fest?
11: You will be seeing and hearing me at the Cocoa Fest.
1: Unlike now,
11: <laughs> yeah. unlike now, exactly. You, I'll be in high fidelity. Yeah. Okay, All
5: right. Four K. <laughs> no, 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 not four K.
8: <laughs> 16 <laughs> K <16K laughs> screen with <laughs> a 192 K audio.
7: <laughs>
8: Knowing Brad, probably three twenty audio. But no, I was I was talking about sample rate, not bit rate. <laughs>
11: Oh bitrate. Okay.
8: 144. Yeah. No, 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 sample wow. rate. 192K sample rate. Four times 44.1.
7: Yeah.
8: Mm. No. Right. Or you might be using
7: 48k four. like the old data tapes used.
8: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And video. Video uses 48k. Getting back to getting back to video standards. <laughs> TV used 48K and Betacam SP, uh, no, sorry, Betacam Digital that used 48K audio.
1: Yeah, coming up next, we're going to debate which was better, VHS or Beta.
8: <laughs>
5: beta is better, but VHS is more popular.
8: Yeah, uh, that's true. It that's was right. more
1: popular.
5: Beta would not allow adult movies. That's right. <laughs> that's what killed them.
8: Beta Max was actually a domestic version of Beta Cam, which was Sony's broadcast standard for years.
7: I think the length of the tapes made a difference, too, because VHS, you can get eight-hour tapes, and Beta was limited yeah. to five, if I remember correctly. Uh, right, yeah. because... It was the, easy to change tapes recording a whole bunch of shows, so... <laughs> and
1: the, the, the actual physical tape case was smaller for Beta Max, yeah. and that's what really
8: limited out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was Anybody a more robust is- format, though.
10: I'm going to cut you guys loose because I've been up since shit o'clock and it's 11 o'clock at night and I need to go to bed. Okay, well, thanks for dropping by,
7: Simon. Nice seeing you back thanks on.
10: For... Yes. Um... I'll, I'll, get,
8: I'll get back to you by a private message about a few of those things we were discussing.
10: Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd really like to talk about it. Just do it on Bookface because I'm there every day, you know?
8: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
3: Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bookface. Yeah, I love It yeah, is good. Yeah.
10: And if I don't talk to you lot before uh, Cocoa Fest, I'll see you there. Sounds good. Yeah, see we'll there.
6: see you there. Make okay. the track. I'll see with you all there. those
10: colorful metaphors. Yes, touch the <laughs> heron. So good night, guys.
3: night. Good night. Good night. Bye. Bye. Good night.
10: So oh,
11: we can take something.
2: a little look uh, Cocoa Dew break and uh, come back yeah. maybe with some, some
1: Cocoa Dew on the ukulele. <laughs> <laughs>
8: So, Ron's got some
6: uh, Apollo. What's that Apollo 11? Apollo, um, the moon. Yeah. Apollo 11. Buzz Aldrin. Mm. It's the 50th anniversary this year. Yeah, it is too. Yep. Um,
3: Very cool. The
11: alleged moon landing. Allegedly.
5: Allegedly. Alleged. <laughs> Next time, uh, conspiracy okay. talk.
11: <laughs> it's time for conspiracy talk. <laughs> you
5: have know, to keep ladies and gentlemen.
11: <laughs> so, Rob, what are we doing
0: after the break?
2: Uh, I thought we would check um, on Facebook, couple couple
7: of items on Facebook. Book Bookface, um, Book <laughs> sorry. Why? What'd you have in mind? Oh nothing. Ideas. I was just wondering what was coming up. I didn't know if we had that much more to discuss or not, so <laughs> Well I'm I'm, I'm winging it. you <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> playing it by here.
8: Still got an hour before the uh before the Facebook feed cuts off if we didn't. we don't we'll have, have to meet
7: that deadline if there's nothing
6: to talk about. <laughs> oh, that's what i was We started
3: at two. Can we
6: start then. If we go four hours, it will actually be fine.
2: I think, I think three sounds like a good, good goal for today. But I do want to keep us fresh and I think I are so important, especially as we have, uh, Ron often has to has to go pee.
5: Yeah Ron, he what's was. going on? You're asking for breaks today.
6: Yeah, if you don't see my face, I can cut out of here.
5: Drink, drink your water,
3: Rob. <laughs> and we're back.
1: I'd like to just know we I right saw there. Mr. After Mark these. Overhoser, and I have Words. my uh Mark Overhoser hat.
8: <laughs> Where is Mark? The Geek
2: Goggles. You, you saw Marco? Oh,
1: oh. he did, the, he was in the bumper. Ah. Uh, Actually, watching the commercials. <laughs> well, it was it was right as we started, so I saw that part. <laughs> hey,
2: uh, Bruce, who is Paul asking about? Who's who's going? On? I guess Bruce uh, Moore is is Dave yeah, Bruce Vocal Moore studio going? Bruce, yes. Bruce Moore, are you going to Coco Fest? He is not. Breaking news.
1: D. Bruce Moore is not going to go, go Fest.
8: Uh, in the chat, there, I don't know if someone's mentioned a serious echo. Is that like a, a an audio problem on the live on the stream, or?
2: Oh, maybe it was.
8: It sounded great and on Zoom.
2: Perhaps one of my uh, settings was. Yeah, you know, either no auto audio, or you get double audio.
3: So
2: <laughs> just be She's happy with the at all.
6: double or nothing. <laughs> Yep. Be
2: happy you had audio at all, Ken. At
5: this Back point. in my yeah. day we didn't have audio.
8: This 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 episode of Cocoa Talk is coming from a Cocoa One and in poke six five four nine seven, zero mode and the memory is getting scrambled.
2: That's right. <laughs> so um, I don't know I don't know, Mark, if you wanna throw up Facebook um, you know go through some of some of the stuff that was posted. We could we could briefly talk about uh, I got Twilight Term working, and I went on a couple of um, pretty graphic-intensive oh. ANSI bulletin boards. Um,
9: I don't have a Facebook account.
2: Okay, that
9: is
3: <laughs> going to be a problem. Why well, that works?
11: How would you get it going?
2: Um, well, I think I think a lot of the stuff that's on the the image that you can download for your SD. You know the SDC. I think a lot of those files do have some problems and corruption. Um, so Tom C recommended I I download the um, the actual file from Sockmaster's website, which I did. Uh, it, you have to create a disk image first with with Toolshed, but once you do that, um, you know I loaded it up and it, and it did uh, it did work. Um, so I can try to share my screen and see what happens um
11: but how'd you get it onto the internet though
2: so that's an alan huffman project uh and i can show you alan's page as well
11: oh is that that wi-fi serial yep yep
2: so alan um took basically a a c64 uh, project um, and he changed the firmware so it would correct some of the weird things that the c64 does
7: That'd be a lot of patches oops sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs>
6: um
2: and so we could go to sub you know software.com um
7: now have you tried netmate could, we, as well or just uh, twilight terminal at this point
2: so netmate and twilight terminal i both have some some interesting graphic graphical issues um and again, I don't know if it's just my SD card or something, something's corrupted. I have a beta version of NetMate, but I was not able to get that working because I can't see the options because they're not displaying properly on the Coco screen.
7: Um, now, Ron, you've ran both and successfully on your end, haven't
6: you? Correct.
7: So yes. are, are you going through uh, one of these wireless modems too?
11: Or are
6: you going through uh, DriveWire or what? Uh, no, I use, um uh, that, um, S-Term program that uses the, um,
11: RS-2C-2 pack.
6: Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yep.
2: Here, let me post the, uh, Alan Huffman link in the, uh, Facebook chat. Um, there we go and then i am going to try to share my screen and we'll see what happens Hmm. Um, oh portion of screen maybe i could do that uh what
8: happens if i do that there Um, we go here we go
7: oh now we're seeing Um, an extremely zoomed up version from what i'm seeing here yeah
8: second the portion and put it the whole screen with the looks of it
7: all right
2: well maybe we'll, maybe we'll oh it does let you uh, here we go
3: there we go
8: that's, that's better yeah that's good all right let's go to
2: so I figured which program this was I was uh having trouble getting it to work at first the the modem because i didn't know what baud rate it was set but then i figured that it was uh, it was set at 1200 uh, which was good because uh, most software uh, can't support the native 9600 over the bitbanger port Um, so once i realized that alan had uh, dropped it down to 12 um, i was able to get connected um let me go into the comments And I was complaining about my graphics problems, then I did get, as I said, I redownloaded the program. And it was a success. Um, and so I first thing I wanted to do is obviously uh, test out Sockmasters program and see if it could display um, something that was very colorful and uh, it certainly was able to do that. Um, and then I moved, this was pretty slow at 1200 baud as you can imagine, um, but I did up it to 9600 and it uh, was flawless at 9600 and much faster. So, uh, you know, pretty good looking.
7: I'm getting reports that the video is frozen. I just tried it on both Facebook and YouTube, and it is froze.
2: Oh, all right.
5: Yep. Uh, okay. All right,
2: well, I tried.
1: Um, We're seeing I mean, it fine in Zoom, but... well, no, it's just a radio show. All right. <laughs>
5: it's 10 past the hour, and...
3: Uh...
1: Just pictured in your mind. Theater <laughs> of the mind.
11: <laughs> That's right,
3: it'd, it'd, be be good if we can,
11: to... it'd be good if we can use the drive wire connection to uh, act as a modem. I someone's think... wor- yeah, someone's working on that, but I haven't seen any in- instructions on how to do it.
2: Apparently, um, Brett was telling me in the in the discord That's... that I might be the first one to actually get to this point, and that nobody's actually tried this before.
11: Yeah, Um, there hasn't been much documentation on how to do it. So,
2: so yeah, that would be cool. Especially if you, you know, if you did want to just have your cocoa in another part of the house, um, or just because it's cool to have your cocoa connected to Wi-Fi. but it would be, it would be nice to have that working over, over drive wire.
1: Didn't didn't Mikey uh, make a, a drive wire term.
2: Yep. He did. He is Pi DriveWire. Is that the same thing? Yeah, I mean,
3: it's, he's uh, got
7: it's, it's, a terminal program for the Cocoa One too, that actually lets you log in through it onto stuff on the net.
11: But I don't think anyone's tried it because it hasn't really been documented properly. So. Yeah,
3: it's I did install.
2: Like, oh, sorry. Uh, I, I but, was just gonna say I, I installed Pi Drive DriveWire on my Mac, but then I I couldn't figure out the command line uh, interface to to yeah. start it. it it's, it's not talking, ease of use.
3: Hmm. Yeah. Talking about all,
8: all the networking, is it, I, I know I brought this up on Facebook and maybe not everybody saw it, but um, if I had two Cocoa 1s and I've got one with an STC um, and I want to transfer a file from that STC into the second Cocoa, I can do it with a C-load M or a C-load and a C-save via two cocoa, but is there a better way to do it? Like some way to access without having to load into the memory on the first Cocoa to transfer a file from the SD card directly to the second Cocoa, maybe via the big banger or something or. You,
7: well,
8: you shouldn't
7: um, the a program with a null modem cable between the two. I'd imagine. Yeah. The null modem cable. You should be able
8: to. <laughs> and what, that just goes between the, the big bangers. Yeah. Or? Yeah.
11: I, th- I think with the drive wire, you can set up two instances of the of a connection. because so, I, I did at one point have a, my Coco 3 and my Coco 3 FPGA hooked up to drive wire on my PC, and then you just map one DSK file, and each computer can access that file or files on that disk.
8: No, okay. Yeah, I want to try and do it without using a PC, though. I want to just do it you're using, directly connecting the two Cocos. So. All right. The idea basically is to, is to, I mean, ultimately, probably the best just to buy another STC, but uh, I've got two of them here already, and I've got two Mega Mini MPIs. Then I've, well, you know, all of us, I was using um, two of them on, on, on both Coco 1s, but since I've got the Cocoa 3, I've, I've switched the Mega Mini and whatnot onto the, the Coco 3. I'm just trying to avoid spending a fortune on all these peripherals every time I get another COCO. Um, basically, it's part of the part of the modular um, project with the synthesizer. I want to use all three COCO1s and the COCO3, all connected to the modular, doing some pretty fancy stuff later on. Um, and rather than having to buy a SDC card for each one, I thought there'd be a way I could have one master SDC card and then network that to, to each of the COCOs and load the programs in. Um... To run from there.
7: Ironically hmm. enough, back in the late 80s, early 90s, Kenton um, Electronics actually had a SCSI controller that did allow multiple masters. So you could have multiple Coco sharing the one hard drive. So that actually oh, okay. did work back in the day. Um, Roger Kripsky wrote the uh, driver for that, if I remember correctly. But it, he oh, ha- it. actually had it even with Coco ones and twos, not just Coco threes. He actually had one SCSI card plugged into his adapter with a SCSI drive on it, hooked up to two Coco ones, and they could both access the virtual disk simultaneously.
8: Oh, that's cool. Hmm. Yeah, well, maybe it might SCSI be
7: because a- that's part of the SCSI spec. You can have multiple slaves and multiple masters.
8: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. hmm. I mean, in the meantime, I can do it just with you know, with C load M's and all the rest of it, and transfer by the cassette port. But it's 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 slow and it's it's you know messy because I've got to load the each program into the into the master cocoa before I can transfer it into the others, basically.
6: Drive wire is fast though. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah,
8: I mean, I suppose I could do it by using a PC connected to them all as well. I mean, if I'm going to be connecting four Cocos in the modular, then it's probably not much just to connect a laptop to it and do it that way. Maybe that's the best way to do it. So, DriveWire connects via the – how does that connect to the Coco? I've never used it before. So.
11: Through the serial port.
8: Yeah. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Okay. back. Oh, this
6: perfect. Is a, uh, a USB cable, and this is a uh, drive wire cable that I got from Cloud9. Uh, um,
11: if you have an old okay. laptop with a serial port, then you don't need the uh, USB adapter.
8: Yeah, okay. Oh, well, maybe mm-hmm. I'll do that. Just have it set up as a server that I can use for each of the Cocos. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
9: I do it off an old laptop hmm. that's got a serial port on it.
6: You can see I got two drives up, but you can actually put four up. And uh, what's nice about DriveWire is you don't have to keep turning off your cocoa um, to display pictures at least. I have a high color two program in there and I can just keep changing. uh, Drive one, two, three, four, I can go all the way down to nine, is it? Nine different drives. So you could um, keep feeding one program with Different drives, which makes it neat. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Mm.
11: Yeah, you can also use DriveWire with uh, a virtual um, Cocoa also on your laptop. So if you need the high speed for doing stuff, you can do that and you can have both hooked up at the same time. I do that for some of my music development and uh, some of the, my program development. I do it on the virtual, com- compact it, and pack it up and toss it over onto a uh, uh virtual drive and move through uh drive wire and uh that works out real good by the way is my uh, audio any better now yeah yeah Sounds a lot
8: good. better yeah it's better
11: and, and david also um if you have drive wire hooked up you can then uh use it as midi as well because it uses the pc as a uh, as a MIDI box Oh, as, okay. as as a sound box rather, so any MIDI software running on the Coco could actually talk via DriveWire, making it think it's talking to a MIDI synthesizer.
8: Oh yeah, okay.
11: DriveWire is pretty good. I'll have to
8: experiment with it. Let's...
11: Yeah, I have not like been a... able to get the
2: the MIDI part working, but hmm.
6: Something you're missing,
2: right? Something I'm missing.
6: What else do we've got online? We've got a lot of talk.
2: We can um, start the outro and I can see if I can figure out the echo issue on the commercials and uh, come back after the outro and see if we've got some uh, parting Words. Uh, so let's try it, and uh, I'm going to take a look at what's going
0: through the audio. This, this concludes, concludes another episode of Coco talk, talk, the world's, world's leading, leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer. For all things Coco Talk, visit us on the web at coco talk. live. We'd love to hear from you. Send feedback, suggestions, even segments via email to coco talk at coco talk. live. Consider supporting the show with a purchase of merchandise from our Retro Swag Shop at 8Bit256.com. If you'd like to become a patron of the show, click on the Patreon link on our site at CocoTalk.live. CocoTalk would not exist without the community and its cast and crew. Thanks, go to. Curtis Boyle, David Ladd, Mark Overholzer, Grant Leedy, Bruce Moore, Nick Morentes, Ron Delvaux, Rick Adams, Jason Reichert, Richard Lorbieski, Jim Brain, Karen Anscombe, Simon Jonasson, and many, many more. Special thanks to Steve Bjork for production suggestions and to Brian Joyce, Ken Reichert, and Rob Inman for all of their bonus content and contributions, as well as Roger Taylor for getting us on the Coco TV channel on Roku. Please help support the Coco community by visiting some of its contributors. The Coco Crew Podcast at CocoCrew.org. Glenside Color Computer Club, host of CocoFest, at GlensideCCC.com. Jim Brain and Retro Innovations at Go, the number four, Retro.com. Tandy Assembly at TandyAssembly.com. Boyson and Technologies at B O Y S O N Get your own switcheroo and wallaby cable at CocoMan.biz, Cloud9 Technologies at cloudthenumber 9 techcom Cocoa Talk is hosted by Steve Strobridge. Co-hosts, technical directors, segment hosts, and producers, Curtis Boyle, David Ladd, Grant Leedy, Mark Overhover, Ron DelVoe, and Jason Riker. The Coco Talk theme song is copyright 2008 by D. Bruce Moore and Greg Sheeler. Mixed, mastered, and produced by D. Bruce Moore.